What's up, everybody? Max Cavalera here, Soulfly. You listen to the Phantasm podcast. Stay metal. Boy. Phantasm. We have a super, super exciting film. Uh, only way you can get this is in the limited edition box set that has long since sold out. Um, this is a really cool one. This is good for the younger generation, which we don't really do. This is probably the uh, earliest film we've done, or actually latest film we've done, uh, age-wise. So, Doctor. We are watching Jason X for all our, <clears throat> all our uh, young ones out there. And... The Blu-ray of this already looks fantastic. And this movie's very gory. We've done and most of the Fridays by now. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll queue up the uh, trailer for you guys just here in a second. It's, Drop uh, the ball on this one. But it's yeah. exciting. It's exciting to do this. I think this is going to be fun. It's here we a, go. It's a fun film. Coming at you. Coming soon. He is an unstoppable killing machine. Coming soon. He's coming really hard. Corey is coming really hard. Sorry. All right. Yeah, uh, forgot about the drowning pool. That's pretty funny. Um, that shows you how, you know, it shows you how not old this movie is. It makes me feel old, though. And looking at the, the I've got the, some specs that pulled on it here. What's exciting for me is Harry Manfredini actually wrote Let Them Bodies Hit That Flow. <laughs> so, no, but honestly, the reason I picked this, and I will take the, the uh, give the disclaimer on this, I picked this film because I thought this was more appropriate for Max and Soulfly and his endeavors in the early 2000s, and I thought it was, you know, there's an anniversary of that, I guess, that first record. So, there you go. It's a shout out to him, and it's as close as I could get it, so. And it's Kane Hodder raunchness, so. Yeah, and I, I actually like, you know, you see the old school Jason here. Um, of course, as I said, we're watching, the only way you can get it on Blu-ray, at least in America, is you had to get that, that uh, El Primo little tin box set that they put out with all the Worth films. every penny. Also, this is a split disc with Jason Goes to Hell, also the only way you can get that on Blu-ray. So, um, Another great movie. 
I think the only thing they left out of the box set was it Freddy vs. Jason? No, it's in there. It's in there. It was uh, the the remake. It's in there too. It is. It's so all it's all in there. And the documentary. See, I, I like his mask in this movie. I don't like. I like a lot of things about this movie. Of course, it's overly like sleepaway camp cheesy, but it's you know it's still Jason killing people. The Blu-ray looks good. Yeah, it does. And this is the first time I've seen this on Blu-ray because I don't I don't have the. Dude, I bought this thing when it came out, and what was so funny? I got funny, that eight film piece of shit, and that one is like you know you can get it for like twenty bucks at Walmart, and it just has the first eight films. Right, leaves out the last two, which you know I guess for hardcore fans that's fine, but I'm a hardcore fan. I want all of it, including the, sure. the remake, which I loved, um, and and Freddy vs. Jason. It, it's all there together I want everything I mean I can still get it you just have to spend about 200 bucks you can get the new wheelchair fucker had never seen um that picture he'd never seen the 09 and we watched it actually last night and I man that movie's fucking good and uh Sean S. Cunningham produced this now if you see our boy right there who is that hold on I can't the doctor is that Cronenberg that's David Cronenberg that's fucking awesome yeah Dr. Wimmer, I think his name is in the film. It's amazing. Yeah, so we got a, a beautiful cameo of uh, David Cronenberg here in the beginning talking to, was it Lexa Doge? I don't remember her name. Um, yeah, I like the, the Uber Jason thing. I, it was cheesy, but I thought it was really cool. Okay, we got a, we got an interesting thing here, too. I want to talk to everybody here. We are not going to be doing music and movies from 2001. It says here it was released April 26, 2002. In America. So was it filmed in 2000? No, it was released in Spain and Europe in November of 2001. It's weird. So, technically... I'll tell you a funny story. I saw it opening weekend on my brother's in birthday. April two, is his birthday in April? Yeah. There you L- go. Late it's April. Two, two thousand. There it is. That, that proves it. That concretes it right I, there. I saw it opening weekend. I was uh, 12 years old. This is 2002. And uh, I was still living in upstate New York. Right. And I went with this friend, Rodney, and my brother didn't want to go. He was, you know, pissing and moaning. And he was like, I want to go see Jason X. I was like, I'll go see it with you. And he was like, all right, man, let's go. And my brother was like, I don't want to fucking see it. And he was like, all right, well, we're going to go see it. So he walked around with my mom in the mall for like two hours while me and his friend went and watched Jason X in theaters. So uh, we're going to be doing stuff from 2002 then. Yeah, I didn't think about that. This is going to be interesting. It really know. is. I mean, since it was released, there goes there goes Cronenberg. He gets that the was fucking quick. the death spike. Yep, this is this is Kane Hodder raunchness right here. Just as it, you know, right in the beginning, um, he's already killed like three <laughs> wait, fucking people. Wait, this movie is set in the year two thousand ten. Yeah, well, in two thousand ten, Corey will survive. Anyway, this is pretty funny. There is a, a correlation with Cronenberg. Uh, 445 years later, 2,455, Earth has become too popular to support life and humans, have moved to a new planet, Earth 2. This is very sci-fi. And here's the cool thing. James Isaac, who directed this, this is his time with Cronenberg, he's also did the special effects for this film, and he worked on Naked Lunch. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, So there's the time to that. He also worked on Gremlins, Enemy Mine, uh, House 2. So he's done, you know, he's got some pretty good cred. um, As a... As a director, he did 
something on uh, Joe Bob's drive-in theater. I don't know what he did, but that's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Um, let's see. Bit of My internet bit the dust. Fun, fun, fun. Internet bit the dust. And it bit it all down. And it bit but it all down. A, internet bit the dust. This film's got pretty good direction. I mean, there's a lot of really good shots of Jason, especially here. Um, in the cryogen lab and, you know, him killing people. It's The Jason looks really good. It actually looks more human than the other Jasons. You know, he's back to somehow not being a monster. And he's more human. You see Kane's hair sticking out and he's, you know... Um, it's very cool. But also thinking about it as many times as Jason's been resurrected, you got to think that he just gets resurrected in a different form every time. And it's not like, you know, it's the same Jason, but he takes different forms, you know, and that would explain that he's not, you know, wearing the same clothes every time. He's got different masks, you know, he's... Okay. He just does what he wants to do. I'm going to go ahead and do the music stuff because it's real quick. Well, let me uh, not drop the ball on that one cue that up too let's see i'm just dropping it on all this i'm trying to here we go hopefully it's not as loud as it should be i've got some good ones always good hearing the chuck it is it just makes me happy um we're gonna go right at it here uh nile in their darkened shrines um, bloodbath, resurrection through something. Resurrection through carnage. Okay. Um, so we're doing 2002. Yeah, I mean, that's that's yeah. when this was released in America. Cool. I think that makes sense. A lot sense. of good stuff came out in 2002. Um, behemoth, that Zoa Kia Cultus, uh, which is my favorite behemoth record. Zoa Cultus, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, the Crown, Crowned in Terror. Um... Soul Works, Natural Born Chaos, which is the only record they ever did that I liked. That's a um, good record, yeah. Again, another band and the only album that I ever liked from them, Amon Amarth versus The World, the only record they ever did that I first liked. First album I ever heard by them, and that goes back to me hearing some of the first like really heavy stuff I started listening to. Um, I bought a Metal Blade sampler called Uncorrupted Steel 2, and it had Death and Fire <laughs> on there. Nice. It had Behemoths, it had... Uh, Dying Fetus. It had a lot of stuff on cool. there. So it was, yeah, it was a good intro to, to some heavier stuff. This is really quick, though. I'm just going to run through this. Uh, grave, Back from the Grave, Disgorge, Consume the Forsaken, um, Bolt Thrower, Honor, Valor, and Pride, Necrophobic, Blood Hymns. Um, a band I have always liked. They're not a death metal band. They're more of a prog band, but I'm going to throw them a bone here. It's my favorite record they ever did, which is Novembre and it's Dreams de Zur. I love this band. They're you got me into that. They're band. a really cool yeah, band. That, that last record you showed me was fantastic. Um, and then uh, our dear close friends here, back to back, Paul Ryan, Origin, Informus, Infitance. Nice. Whatever I've had, so I can't, some of this stuff. It's like, how much weed did you smoke? Yeah. <laughs> uh, or how much tequila did you drink right. in this case? Impaled Mondo Medicale. Oh, yes. And then my uh, almost next to the last, uh, Immolation and Holy Cult. Love it. And my favorite record from 2002, uh, Death Metal, Decapitated Nealty. Yes. And that's it, kids. Fun and fun and... Fun, 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 f
Um, <coughs> a lot of huge titles that came out that kind of set the the uh, cinema standard. Now you see Jason Frozen uh, cryogenically when he'll be woken up in the year or whatever, 20, 2055, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, we'll go through some films here. This is a fun one. Uh, you know, with Altering the Future, we go... Uh, at least for my for my end with the films, I'll do regular movies, then I'll do horror movies at the end, which in this case, 2002, there wasn't a whole lot. You know, Jason, I need to, I need, if you don't care, just real quick, I apologize. Jason X was the only like slasher. I've got, I've got to throw this out there because it was not in the list, and I just saw it pop up on my little thingy here. And I'm going to do something weird tonight. When Corey's done with his list, I'm going to go through and give you the turds that came out in 2002. <laughs> but there's there's a very important one. And these are future guests on our podcast. I had confirmation of this recently. I can't tell you when they're going to be on, but they will be on this year in a future podcast. And that is our friends in, Immo- in Immortal. Uh, Sons of Northern Darkness came out also in 2002. That's awesome. And they will be joining Corey and I uh, via Skype slash, I'm assuming probably Skype. Because right. it's Norway. But anyway, so then unless we go to a show or something. I'm not sure yet. But anyway, so there you go. And uh, Sorry for interrupting you there, Corey. You're good. And I'll get back to my the turd list in a minute. All right. This is one I watched the other day. This is really weird, but it's a good comedy movie. Uh, the New Guy came out in 2002. The New Guy. It's with uh, DJ Qualls. is like the main character. He like... There's like Elijah Dushku's in it. She's fucking hot. Uh, the kid... Wait, the kid from... Road trip? From Road Trip, yeah. Never seen that movie. It's hilarious. I have to watch it. Is it on a streamer? Yeah, it's on Netflix. I don't have that. Or Hulu. I think it's on it's Hulu. Hulu. I've got that. It's on Hulu. Okay. I'm pretty sure. That's what I've been that's nice. what I've been rocking. Uh, <coughs> yeah, it's uh kids getting bullied in high school. Or he gets bullied in like a high school, he gets transferred, tries to reinvent himself by being like a badass and Eddie Griffin's in it and he like goes to his prison and visits him and he kinda teaches him how to be a badass and uh it's really cool. Uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, what else? Uh, Scorpion King. Saw that in theater. A lot of these movies I saw in theaters because this was about around the time I was seeing a lot movie of Movie going. You were movie going. Yeah. Movie so going. Me and my brother saw that one opening night. Nobody was there. Just me and him. We liked The Rock. Uh, Scorpion King was pretty awesome. The first film is, is uh, pretty solid. I dig it. Uh, another favorite of mine, The Bourne Identity. Not so much into the entire thing. But the first movie was pretty awesome. Um, for me, not liking Matt Damon, and then seeing that, I liked him a little bit. So that was. Cool. I've still got to go. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I can't do. I can't do those movies. But. Um, Star Trek Nemesis, which was the Eric Bana movie. Yeah, it was bad. Rented that from Blockbuster. Returned it the same night. <laughs> um, Cocksucker video. Let's see. Uh, the Transporter. That movie's pretty badass. Jason Statham. I like Jason Statham. Yeah, he's good. Um, I like Corey Statham better, his brother. Yeah. <laughs> you have Mr. Deeds. Uh, Mr. T? That's Mi- fucking awesome. No, Mr. Deeds. Oh. Yeah. I got excited for him. That's hard. Uh, Made in Manhattan. A lot of people like that movie. I don't... Never seen it. Out. It's a J-Lo movie. Uh, the Time Machine. That was a big one then. Uh, Guy Pierce. That's a good movie. And you yeah. know what, kids? It's not on fucking Blue. Yeah. It's a uh, Men in Black 2. Can't do it. Um, here's a really good one I liked Equilibrium and that's with uh, Christian Bale never seen it it's, it's really it good is. it's I know straight it is. up I've never seen sci-fi it. it's a good movie um, kind of takes a little bit from 
uh, RoboCop's playbook a little bit and a little bit of The Matrix. It kind of was right. meant to rival The Matrix when it came out, but it didn't do well at all. Matrix was too big then. Um, let's see. You got John Q, which was uh, Denzel. Got Austin Never Powers, Goldmember. Uh, Can't do it. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which is my favorite Harry Never Potter s- film. Never seen that. I'm going to have to watch it. Here's my thing. That's my favorite one. I didn't grow up with that stuff, so I'm kind of like, yeah, it's, I feel grandpa-ish watching it. Right. Uh, the other one, what did you just said another one that wasn't made me think of something? Uh, Austin Powers? Only the first one, kids. That's the That's best the one. That's the only one. The other ones are kind of too, too much. The only one. The second one's okay. Um, you got the uh, third one, so Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. Can't do it. Uh, the Sum of All Fears. Can't do it. Minority Report. Can't do it. I love that movie. Weird. Uh, That's I can't do it. The best. I'm not even Star Wars Episode Two. The movie's awful. Uh, won a couple Razzies for how bad it was. It's just historically a, a fucking nightmare. Uh, the only Star Wars movie that I've been alive to see that I skipped seeing in theaters, and I did it for a good reason. Uh, the best film, in my opinion, that came out that year was Spider Man, the first one. Can't do it. I thought the first Spider-Man was cool. I can't do it. When it came out initially... Only a Corey can save all. Not (laughs) gonna stand when he's swinging around that American flagpole. I can't do it. I'm sorry. That's the... Sam Raimi should be fucking hit in the face with my dick for making that movie. I agree. But at the time, it was pretty cool. No, I mean, Uh, you have some kind of childhood whoopee with it. I got you. No, Green, I mean, Go- Green Goblin looked like a goddamn Power Rangers villain. Now that we have a lot He's more, like, look, look, yeah. it's kind of like this thing over here. Look at my mic real quick. Look at my face through my pantyhose shield. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I can't do it. Willem Dafoe needs to be hit with a bat. Let's see. Uh, here we go with some 2002 horror, which we actually have more than I thought we did. Um, to go I've got with. a turd music list coming up yeah, for you guys. Go. <laughs> You're going to love it. Here we go. We got a Hellraiser Hellseeker. Got Cube 2 Hypercube. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, American Psycho 2. Oh. Never seen it. Turd. Uh, let's see. The turds keep coming. You got the Wishmaster, the Prophecy Fulfilled. I think that's part four. Yeah, something like it's that. It's bad. Uh, Queen of the Damned. Can't do it. May. Don't know what that is. I don't remember that. Is that the one where she makes her own little... Yeah, she makes like her own imag- like her own like best friend and she hacks up people and makes like a person oh, it's okay. pretty cool well, like the ending is love uh halloween resurrection love it it's great it's one of my favorites that year uh fear.com i've never seen it it's pretty raunchy uh i like cory.com <laughs> i get all my horror news there it's a horror comedy eight-legged freaks with david arquette never seen it uh blade two it's the best one in my opinion uh, i'm a i'm a trinity guy i like trinity but yep ron reynolds thank uh, you not the Hannibal, Ring. Hannibal Smith or something like that. Got, no, it's fucking A-Team. Yeah, The Ring. Cut your panties off, look. <laughs> uh, That's what Dr. West does. He'll cut your panties off. You got the Resident Evil movie came out that year. I'm gonna cut your fucking panties off. Uh, 28 Days Later. Turd. Yeah, it is a turd. It's a long, drawn-out turd. Um, but still popular that year. Because um, people are turd. Uh, Red Dragon. Can't do it. Here's uh, here's order real quick on that. Here's the thing, a fan of that franchise. People say, "Oh well, Manhunter didn't have you know fucking Anthony Hopkins in." It doesn't matter. I, I can't. The Red Dragon sets a thumbs down. Yeah. Continue. Uh, Cabin Fever. Never seen it. It's 
Gross. It's Eli Roth's debut film, I believe. Never seen it. Uh, one of your favorites that you like, Ghost Ship. I'm a big fan of that movie. It's I know good. it's gay. No, the intro is like it's really lame, the entire thing. But I really like it. Best film. This isn't really a horror film, but it's it's it kind of rides the line. But this is the best one in 2002. And I'll give Titanic three. Now I'll give it all the credit in the world. Bubba Hotep. That's a great picture. It is. It's a great picture, and it really is. Um, Corey's Blu-ray is actually for sale right now on eBay <laughs> under uh, GoreChristAuctions.com, and all the proceeds That's go Gore to him Christ to go for twenty sixty-nine. Yeah, and all those the proceeds of that go to his next horror convention. Yep. So I, I'm asking a lot for it. See some trivia for Jason X. There was a lot to be. Had well, let me in get this these turds real quick. Let me All right, yeah, we'll we'll go. We need to have a. This is a bad list. We need to do this for segments. I mean, it's hard to do when you're in the '80s or the '90s, but it's easy. When to you got the this. '2000s, I mean, there's this just is bad. Like, turd, turd, turd. If I offend turd. anybody out there, I will full disclosure say that I'm kind of in my own thing and I'm into death metal and I can't do this stuff. Does not mean that I don't like all these bands, but I, some of them I really don't. And if I hurt your feelings, I apologize. Uh, Agaloc never listened to him. Apparently, some of the members of that band listen to this podcast. So I am not saying a word about it. They released an album called The Mantle. I've never I listened to I love that them. record. I've never listened to it. I really them. do. I've never atmospheric, it's good. I've it's never good. listened to them. I know nothing about them, but apparently one of those guys on one of those podcasts listens to us, and thank you, sir. You get the thank you from Dr. West. Don't know anything about your band. I apologize. Um, Kill Switch Engage, Alive or bre- Just Breathing. I'd rather eat my own shit. Uh, <laughs> Shadows Fall, The Art of Balance. I'd rather eat my own shit. Megadeth, Root Awakening. It's too bad you didn't know D on Cocaine, Dave, because that's a fucking turd. That's uh, a live record. Yeah, it's a fucking turd. Sounds like they filmed it in there. Uh, Chevelle, <coughs> wonder what's next. Turd. Wonder. We already have a tool. We don't need a band called Chevelle pretending they're tool. Motorhead hammered. Not a fan. But it's got time to play with my dong. <laughs> <coughs> time to beat my meat. Corn Untouchables. Turd. <coughs> Man of War. <laughs> Warriors of the World. Turd. <coughs> Isis. Hipster band. Turd. Dio. Killing the Dragon. Worst album he ever made. Symphony X The Odyssey. Actually, their best record. Yep. Uh, Nightwish Century Child. Great album. It's not my genre, but it is very good. The Second Down record. Turd. In Flames Reroute to Remains. When they became uh, fucking metalcore. Turd. Um, oh, look at that. Look what I forgot. And it's on my turd list. Cannibal Corpse. Gore Obsessed. Turd. Sorry. That's a long story. I can't explain that on here without for legal reasons. Um, Hammerfall, Crimson Thunder, fantastic record. OTEP, everything they ever did was shit. Megadeth, <laughs> another live record, still alive and well, turd. <clears throat> Unless that's an album, I don't know. I wasn't buying their crap at that point. No. Um, Dream Theater, Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence, fantastic record if you're a music fan. If you're not, then you don't anything about that band. Um, and th- th- this is a funny one. This may be the biggest turd on this list. I'm going to come <laughs> back to it. I'm coming back to it. Here's you another turd. Uh, Trey you suicide notes and butterfly wings. <laughs> Here's you another turd. Tramp stamp nerd <clears throat> tramp stamp wings. Here's you another turd. Nineteen nineteen turn black like Friday. <laughs> Saxon heavy metal thunder records okay. Here's you another turd. God, this dates this list. <laughs> Lacuna call Kamalalis. Kamalalalalal. He found my. I told you her pussy was wet. <laughs> Black Sabbath Past Lives, you should have passed, put the fucking barrel down. Uh, Vitter Sword, <laughs> turd. You should have stayed in fucking Demi Borger. Uh, Blind Guardian, not the opera. Can't deal with it. It's an overrated record. Sentence, <laughs> The Cold White Light. If you're into, like, goth rock, it's pretty good. Other than that, you know, I can't really give you a thing. Tear, How Far to Asgard, the only record that they ever did that I liked. 
Uh, Opeth Deliverance, too goddamn slow. I like it. Uh, that's cool. Not their best at all. Uh, Norma Jean, Bless the Martyr, whatever. I know it looks like a turd. Oh, oh I got another metal. turd. I got another turd on here, but I got, I'm going to save the. I'm saving the big turds for last. <laughs> okay, those take a plunger. Uh, Cataclysm, Shadows and Dust, turd. Um, <laughs> Pagan's Mind, Celestial Entrance, their best album. If you guys are into like progressive power metal, they're from Norway. They're fantastic. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to skip some of the stuff because it's not even worth me mentioning. Here, here is a okay. I never understood this. Here is a fucking turd of a band. We're getting into the big turds right now. <laughs> We're getting into the fucking floaters. Queens of Stone Age song for damn. <laughs> yeah, you're real witty making a band called fucking Eagles of Death Metal. What you need is my balls in your mouth, you fucking shit bag. <laughs> I hate that fucking band. It's like really, you were in Caius and then you go start your hipster bands. You need to be beaten to death with a bat. <clears throat> bon Jovi bounce turd done. Three inches of blood. How did that band get a record deal? I, I had the unfortunate privilege of seeing that band once, and it was like the beginning of beard metal. That's the only thing I'll give those guys credit for. They're like the beginning of beard metal. <laughs> and speaking of beard metal, like, here's, I play D and have a beard. Here's probably the biggest turd on this list. Remission by Mustaine. <laughs> That's their first. That's first? a fucking turd. Yeah, they got that. That's the only album out there I don't have. I, I can't for reasons. Fucking, I can't. I can't deal with it. Now we're, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, whatever, little death metal drum roll for you. The worst album on this list. Are you ready? I hate this fucking band. I'm going to go on a small rant about it. I always wanted to beat to death the singer. I don't appreciate them sampling Phantasm on their debut record. And I have never understood why hot women date men that listen to this band and still wear their shirts in 2018. System of a Down, suck a dick, fucking die, rotten hell, fuck you. They put Phantasm in one of their songs? You've never heard that? It's like, he'll never let you know, boy. You'll never let you know, boy. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, they've sampled him going, boy. It's all over that first record on that song. He's like, you'll never let you know, boy. Makes me want to fucking puke. That's stupid. You know more about them than I do. That band's a fuck. Well, I saw them. They were in, like, touring. Like, them and fucking Slipknot, they were on, like, every goddamn tour that year. Yeah. It's like they were just being crammed down everybody. Although, at that point, it, no, excuse me, Slipknot was already established at that point. But but what I'm, if you guys go back in time a few years, like, late, like, like 98, 99... Uh, 97, 99, somewhere in there, 97, 99, I think around 99. Well, Slipknot was 99, just coming up 99. 99. So System of Down was breaking Oof. around the same time as that, and it's just a fucking turd. Anyway, I hate that fucking band. Sorry for the rant. Sorry if I offended anybody, but this is a death metal podcast and a horror. We don't do fucking bullshit, crap, garbage, dog shit on here. You got, you're going to see Kane Hodder's shitty face right <clears> here. <throat> We're getting to the, the, the meat and potatoes of this film here. And it's see, a Kane pizza. Where you see some really... Oof. Cane pizza. Looks kind of like Lance Henriksen. He takes the mask off. That's a little disturbing. Um, but her right here, you're going to see soon the uh, the little liquid nitrogen uh, face smash, which is nice. Look at that. He's getting the, the nipple clamps. I like that. And that chick's really hot, whoever she is. Which there's some weird stuff in this movie, you know. He's got nipple clamp. You don't really see those in Friday the 13th movies too much. Uh, no. Usually say see straight fucking. You don't see any. <coughs> well, this is like a different time. You BDSM know, People are stuff. doing this stuff, and this is, you know, they're into sex, and, you know, they're into the, you know. Well, he's got an android and her fucking nipple. Let them bodies hit the flow, and yeah. you know, and all that stuff, you know. 
So well, it's whatever. About to, the face is about to smash into the counter. But I get it, you know. But but in my opinion, as a as as a fan of death metal, I think this was a really dark time for music. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people were doing what they had to do to survive. And it's really sad, actually, what was going on with 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 music in in two thousand and two. Um, I I was all over the place at that point. Um, I was listening to pretty much whatever. But I did not do the new metal thing. Right. That's not a knock on it. If people grew up with that and like that, that's fine. But it was not for me. Obviously, with my system of down rent, I'm sorry, but I just I can't I can't do that band. I just I I had friends that were into that, and I just you know little shout out to Eric there. I always thought you were a fucking idiot for liking that band. But, <laughs> you know, I really did. I just, it's fucking garbage. It's like there's no nice way of saying that. And, I think there's little nipples that fall off. Yeah, it's Mr. Skinless. Yep. We got. I don't have a time counter to do it somewhere around twenty eight minutes thirty seconds. We're already half an hour into this movie. Yeah, holy shit! And yeah, we're rocking it out tonight. This baby. movie's only an hour and a half too. It's like Adam. Bam, Sa- bam. It's like Adam Sandler length for a movie. It's perfect though. This is what we needed. You know, we needed something from this era, and I think it's fun we're doing something from this era because we did hadn't didn't have anything from this. Never era. done it. So Max, you're the first. Um, <clears throat> And I'm sorry for the, the you know the, the some of the stuff, but I just got to be honest about it. You know, if you're a fan of what we listen to and what we do and the guests we have, I just I can't I can't do the the what was your name again? I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> it's an inside joke, right? Yeah, I, I can't do that. It's a system of a down joke to a troll, but he's got money, but he fucks whatever. Don't understand it. But yeah, whatever. There we go. We got some. Got some action going with the butt. Oh, everybody's horny in this movie. It, it ought to be just called Viagra. It's real. No, it's Jason XXX. It's 2010. What a coincidence. It's the 10th film. I mean, they're just like bored on a ship fucking. That's all they're doing. Which is what I would do on a ship myself. Just this music, though, is enough for you to be Jason in this and kill people. Right. You know one thing I will say real quick before we get much further into this? I think they should have just left him like that and just killing people in space. Well, he does most of the movie. He only does that uber jason thing near the end i mean it's like the last he looks like he looks like a like a cracked out hockey player (laughs) like right here he looks really cool actually yeah he's the og you know he's still got the he's got like a newer style mask but you know you could tell that's kate hotter too yeah it's got i don't think you could really ever tell it was him really well he's always wearing like a full-on bodysuit here we go this is a very iconic part this is really the best this is your favorite kill isn't it no, the whole franchise, but this movie, yeah. There's not a lot of really memorable ones. This one is memorable to the entire franchise. Like, this is a really good... Is this well, the cryogenic freeze? Yeah, it's, it's a well-thought-out kill, and it's it's something that hasn't been done, I don't think, in any horror movie. Like, not to this... It's pretty visible. Don't we get a sink shot, too? I think so, yep. She gets buried into the, the cryo... The, the liquid nitrogen, and then boom... You even get a shot of the, oh, yeah. you get a shot of the whole broken in face. With Cheers the mouth to whoever hole. did the makeup for this movie. It's pretty bloody. Well, the director uh, did a lot of the special effects for this. I don't know if he did the visual, you know, the that gore stuff or not. But that was brilliant, though. Yeah, it looked really good. And then he's got the nice, uh, the new machete, which is like a futuristic version. But yeah, you know, through the first good bit of the film, he's just Jason in space. Shit Does up. he ever have uh, slicks from this at his table, Kane? Oh yeah, he does. I mean, if you grew up with this, this is probably your favorite picture. No, I mean, I, I've watched so many of the. You know, I grew up watching the old ones. You know, a lot, and 
this one, I, it was the first one I could see in theaters, so it was cool. But you like this one, though. Yeah, a little bit. It's got some nostalgia for you. It's a special place you. in my heart because... No, it's cool. I mean, I'm honestly trying to open up to people out there that are I was, know, uh, your here's, age Here's this. the setting for it. I was 12 years old. Um, wasn't a lot of horror coming out at the time, especially a Friday the 13th film. I mean, the last, the last one came out in the, you know, in the nine, was it 92? Something like that? Jason Goes to Hell? No, it's not. Or was it straight up? It was 93. Yeah. So, you know, you figure I was three years old. I wasn't going to go see it. And if I did, I didn't remember it. And my family Good movie. I'll always say it. My family awesome. weren't big horror fans anyway. So these are the kind of things what my mom used to do back before the movie theaters turned into the TSA and gave a shit. My mom used to walk up, pay for my movie ticket, and then she'd leave and just let me go see movies by myself when I was a teenager. So a lot of times, you know, like Resident Evil, uh, I think it was Resident Evil 2. Uh, Team America, World Police, stuff like that. Um, she would just pay for my ticket and then be like, all right, see you later, Corey, have fun. And she would just leave and go do something and come back and pick me up when the movie was over. So I'd go see a lot of movies by myself when I was an early teenager. Um, and it was, you know, it was a growing experience as a, as a moviegoer because at that time is when I really started going to see movies because I always loved watching movies. Um, but I that was where around the time where I was like, 11 or 12 is when I started becoming a movie goer where I would go see shit in theaters. And you're also a child of a generation that I want to share with everybody right now. Um, want free movies? Blockbuster announces a free rewards membership. Earn free rentals on DVDs, Hell yeah. movies, and games. Sign I still have my Blockbuster membership card. Still have membership. it. Now guaranteed on DVD, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. From Crouching Ray Corey, Hidden Gore Christ. Starring Dick is Fat. Matt Damon, rated PG. And I'm going to find some more here, because the one I'm really trying to find is just not... Here we but, go. Uh, here we go. Hold on. I got a good one. Make it a blockbuster night hey, with Corey Gore Christ. Meet Cody Gilchrist. I got one more. And, and <laughs> these crazy. are these are. Well, I mean, I feel like it, it's it's appropriate with the year we're doing. Because it was still alive, you know, and CDs, a lot of people may not know this, it's CD, alive and well CDs were time. selling really well at this point. The streaming market hadn't hit yet, not not until, you know, the late Here we 2000s. go, I have, I have the catalyst, and I'll stop here. It's a Blockbuster video ad from 2002. Enjoy. LaJoy. <laughs> That's cheap Chinese food if you don't know that. And my internet just shit the bed, hold on. I did, I had the epic fail... Come on. No, you're... You gotta love live recording, and you can't... Whoa. Buy it? Really? Is that a fucking bird? It was like... Hold on. This is from 2002. I want it to play. Here we go. Oh. She's got the nice boyfriend blood spatter. I thought it was Look, he pulls it out through the back. Fucking amazing. That's pretty brutal. I mean, he's pretty sadistic in this film. Like, he's not fucking around. Uh, what I do like about this film is uh, Kane Hodder or God, 
goddamn and this fucking thing. As Jason in this film is just pretty, pretty awesome. Really? Play any ad and... I don't understand what... free rental? Ray, get, get out here. You gotta see this. It... <laughs> Would have killed the intent knock first? You get more when you buy movies at Blockbuster. Like free rentals. This holiday season, buy any new movie on DVD or video. Even the biggest hits and you'll get a free rental. Pretty cool. Free or video because I still fucking have VHS tapes. It's awesome. That's the only formats we had then. Corey, I mean, well, here's the virtual game. Corey bullshit. is a blockbuster night. That's all I gotta say. I am. This is actually Todd Farmer, the guy that directed this film. He he looks like Jax from fucking uh, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> He's the writer. He also, I think, did Sons of Anarchy, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know if it was the, the prequel. I don't think it was the remake. I think I'm it was the up, the other one. The whatever or whatever the fucking origin thing they did. We're going to see what John Farmer directed besides this. So there's a <laughs> demon in here too. Yeah, it's like a little He's playing Doom. It's a little simulator. He's he's Doom. That's what this movie looked like to me. It looked like that Doom turd movie with the rock in it. Oh man. That movie's a fucking turd. It is a turd. It is. It's just that's another Carl Urban turd too. Carl Turden. Let's see. Carl Urban, you've done good. One good. He movie. wrote that Can my that my bloody Valentine remake. That's a stinker. <laughs> that Drive Angry movie, which is actually pretty cool. Never I mean, seen it. It's uh, Jack. Uh, what's his name? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas B movie. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he's Nicholas C movie. Is what he is. Yeah, he's put some turds out. Oh. <laughs> Make it a turd. This not. was his first movie that he wrote, uh, Todd Farmer. And then he did that Messengers movie. Messengers 2, The Scarecrow. And then, Messengers 5, My Underpants. And then nothing else. I mean, he's. I guess that's all he did. <clears throat> I could have swore, though. So Billy Joe Tom Bob Farmer that directed this. <laughs> I thought he was a part of like that Platinum Dunes thing with Michael Bay, but I don't know. You know what we can talk about here, kids, about his career, though? The director? We'll never meet you, so we're going to go ahead and talk about him real quick. Your career ended with new metal. That was it. Goodbye. <laughs> that was it. Nothing else. There we go. Now Jason has entered the uh, virtual reality game. Well, he's just kind of standing there watching him. It's like, what the hell? This isn't a level. And here this fucking douchebag goes. He's just choking him. He's like, I think I'm stone cold. Put him down. Oh, this is pretty funny. Here you go. Here goes Todd Farmer. Melon Farmer, sorry. I don't know why you don't shoot him. Oh, look. Fucking backbreaker. He just did a fucking... It's goddamn... Br it's Kane Lesnar. <laughs> this is pretty nice, though. Just bludgeons his face in a steel. And his career. Didn't. <laughs> it should have went a couple more. He should have bashed him a couple more times, I guess. He just gave him a slammy. Okay, some trivia courtesy of uh, IMDb. Yes, he did get a slammy. That was very nice. Uh, the film only suffered a couple seconds of cuts alterations to earn an R rating, making it the least censored entry in the entire Friday the 13th series. It's very, it's very bloody. Yeah. Uh, but you can tell. Who is that? I've seen him before in something else. They didn't really try it. 
The music played during Jason's first look at the virtual reality camp Crystal Lake, which happens later, is the musical score as the one in it's the same musical score as the one in Friday thirteenth part two, featuring uh fuck off. Jason Voorhees' eyes never blink when they are shown. First film in the Friday thirteenth series to rely on digital effects for gore and uh death shots. Which makes perfect sense. Two thousand, everything's you know. It's the new millennium. It's Y two Corey K. <laughs> Betsy Palmer was doing a Break play. Break the Corey down. There anyway. you go. Betsy Palmer was doing a play in Toronto at the time Jason X was filming. According to Palmer, one of the producers contacted her about possibly reprising a role as Pamela Voorhees. They did not come to an agreement, and the character was not included in the film. Smart move. No, what, not having her in it? Smart move by her disagreeing, technically. You know, the terms of whatever they probably wrote her in. It would have been fucking funny. I mean, I don't... I mean, look, at this point, when you're on the 10th film, you can do whatever you want. And there there was a kid the other day. I was at a used store down in Tampa and there was a kid and he literally was asking me about Friday 13th movies I fucking love them you know I'll watch this one I'll watch whatever you know I'll watch any of it I mean I like all of it at this point and um his friend walks up oh there's better stuff than that and I was like like what he was like like scream I was just like I know you didn't just just say that to me you know those movies are fucking turds they're all (laughs) fucking turds Wes Craven should be slapped upside the face with a dick no matter where he's at for making those. I'm glad it was your cash cow, but those movies fucking suck. I'm not scared of that stupid fucking fruit either. <laughs> Do you know killed my butt in this movie? It's like, it really? Like, I'm not... <laughs> have you ever heard of Leatherface? Because I'll just hack you in half. That's, that's how I do stuff. I'll put you on a meat hook. There you go. I'm putting your sc- screamy face on a meat hook. Whatever his name is. Dingleberry face. <laughs> Dingleberry face. Here's another Let good. them bodies hit that flow. Let them bodies hit that flow. Let them bodies hit that flow. I can't do that shit either. Oh, it's about to here. Uh, here's a funny tidbit. Several of the characters in the film are named after Todd Farmer's online friends in a PC game EverQuest. Oh my god. I think he owes them some money. What do you think? Um, it sounds like he was playing EverQuest when he made this. It's like, what I want to do is put Jason Voorhees in the game Doom and make it kind of like Alien. Todd, I hate to tell you, buddy, you fucked up. You fucked up real bad. But this movie's fun. It has a camp quality to it. Campy, not, no pun intended, quality for this that I actually, I'm enjoying watching this, actually. It says this film... It's so takes, bad, it's awesome. This takes this film takes place 452 years after Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> How's that? Okay, that movie is that movie is the worst in the in in my opinion in the in the franchise. Jason X is the first Friday Thirteenth film to be rated fifteen in the UK. Although Friday Thirteenth parts two, three, and six were originally rated eighteen, they were re-rated to fifteen. Part six, two thousand two, and parts two and three in two thousand eight. Let's see, Lexa Doig whatever her last name is, and Lisa Ryder had to be released from Jason X by a certain date to start on Andromeda. Was this shot? That's where I know them from. That's a great show. That's yep. before Kevin Sorbo was a Jesus freak, and he was still doing yep. sci-fi. It's actually really good. And in a draw up to Hercules. In Andromeda, Lexa played the avatar of the ship's artificial intelligence, and Lisa Ryder played a crew member. In the movie, Ryder is the AI construct, and Doug, uh, Lexa joins the crew. So there's that. The name. T- Wait for this movie. Yeah. Weird. Hey. Okay. So I want to ask you something real quick about this. So was this shot in Canada? Because it looks like it was. 
Yeah, Toronto. I'm telling you, I know my shit, kids. If it, if it looks like low-budget sci-fi, I've watched it. It looks cold, too. So I've watched it. Kane Hodder's final appearance as Jason. Yeah, we all know that. Which is funny, because this disappointed me. I watched the special features of this when it came out on DVD. Uh-huh. And, uh... Did you get it at Blockbuster? Probably. That's amazing. Go ahead. Um... That was not a joke. I actually think it's amazing. But we, you know, I watched the special features and it had a segment of Kane Hodder and they asked if he wanted to be Jason again because the Freddy versus Jason thing at this point when that came out was being teased uh, because this is when New Line had acquired the rights to Jason. Um, so that that was already a talk, you know, Sorry. since this movie was New Line. Um, well, the uh, Jason Goes to Hell was New Line. That was the first one because they introduced That's correct. Freddy that was the first whatever. they had bought the French. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. That is not the friend. <laughs> Our producer back gave me a stroke. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> I went to the ceiling. I was like, Kane's here to kill I me. I mean, we got to get scared once in a while. It worked. We can't with this. Um, I actually, my heart's going back nine. But yeah, ever since Jason Goes to Hell, when you had the, the Freddy hands come up, because, you know, New Line is, Freddy's their baby, and Paramount, this was, <coughs> this was their baby, uh, besides what you need. I guess at that point, they were like, here, you can use him, I guess. Yeah. Um, but once it got to this film, you know, Jason X, where um, now they're still talking about it. And I yeah, think, they've been sitting on their laurels at this point. Yeah. You're looking at what? Oof. Since it's 2002, <laughs> technically, so you're looking at almost 10 years a nice between death, the pictures, right? Nice death spike by Mr. Voorhees. Look, it's on a, Is that correct? So 10 years between pictures. I think so, yeah. yeah. Well, no. Uh, almost nine years. But. From, yeah, Friday. Yeah, final Friday and then, yeah, Friday versus Jason. But on the special features for Jason no no no, X, no 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 I'm not talking about that I'm talking about I'm talking about almost ten years between this film and Jason Goes to Hell yeah 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 which is crazy um, it's like nine years which I think a year later they put out Freddy versus Jason or was that yeah it was 2003 what yeah that's correct so it came out a year after this one was released in the U S um, we'll be giving that to somebody but he <laughs> Kane Hodder stated in there that you know they're like are you going to play Jason and Freddy versus Jason, because I guess at that point they had already started writing it and talking about it. Right. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, I would love to reprise my role as Jason." And of course, they got Ken Kersinger. Don't know. I still don't know why that happened. I think I'm sure it's on the internet and people already know. But um, would it have made a difference as bad as that movie was? No. I mean, it's still it's probably for the better that Kane Hodder wasn't in it. Um, if he had been in it, it probably would have been written differently because it was written for Kane Hodder. Um, I mean, there's a lot of good inventive kills in that film. There's some... I like how they tried to make it a good movie. And seeing it, I saw that in theaters also. Uh, and that was a very, very good theater experience because there was people treating it like a... Like a, a... You know, like they were gambling on it. You know, they had... There was people in the crowd that wanted Freddy to win. There was people that wanted Jason to win. Um, the majority were Jason, you know. Um, and somebody brought their like baby into the movie mm-hmm. it's fucking stupid um like every time freddie was on screen you know because the first little while freddie's just kind of doing like a narrative about you know he's trying to get jason to make it look like freddie's killing people not him you know using them as like a an archetype which you know it was pretty inventive how they put them together but the ken's portrayal of jason is just just didn't 
he was like a Frankenstein, and he had platform boots because he's he's a tall guy. And uh, you know, I met him at, at at Texas Frightmare, which we'll talk about that whole thing. I completely forgot about that. Um, we'll get in all the Texas Frightmare shit here cool. in a little bit. But uh, like I said, met Ken, tall guy, very very nice. Um, no disrespect towards him himself as Jason. Seeing him in the photo ops as the Jason from Freddy vs Jason, loved it. It was super cool. To see him in the costume, like it looks cool in person, but on film, I just hated it. You know, the movie's bad. Jason looked too old. He acted old, like he was like you know. Jason you needs to Ro- be. It's gay when you get Robert England and you can't go ahead and get Kane Hodder. If it, know, if it had like, had them, that's an iconic piece of material. It's the Clash of the Titans, you know, with, with those two. It's, Even though it's a turd movie, but it would at least have some kind of substantial something to it with that. But I mean, honest, I'll be honest with you, I was really disappointed. And I didn't get to cover this with Kane when I talked with him in an interview, but I I was really disappointed they didn't because he totally could have done it. Why they didn't have Kane play Jason in in the remake? Because I I think again, again, I'm Derek Mir sucks as Jason. I just don't like him. I like yeah. the movie and he looks cool, but if they had had Kane, I think it would have gave the old school fans a little something more to rejoice about. And and you know it's 2009, which means they shot that thing in like 07 or 08. He could have totally fucking still done it. Right. And it's. I just think that's another. It's another waste where he could have been Jason. That guy's chopped in half. He's filled the blood spill from his bowels. Because <laughs> you ain't made a good record since that. Anyway, um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's just you know. Well, that's very nice. Um, yeah, this film way better than uh, J- you know, Freddy vs. Jason. It's it's worth it watching. Is. There's a lot of good deaths in it. I, I got to be honest with you. You're you're probably gonna think this is weird. And I, I like I'll take this bef- over the first Friday Thirteenth picture. I don't like that movie. It's too you know. I get it for being a staple and what it was, but I don't like the movie itself. Do I ever like just want to watch the first Friday Thirteenth? Almost never. It's terrible. I'd rather, even though Steve Dash was a total fucking queef, I'll watch Friday Thirteenth Part Two because sure. it's still a good movie. Sure. I can't not watch it. Sure. Uh, it's it's really good, and I love Amy Steele. I'll be honest um, with you. And it's just, you know, Betsy like Palmer's great, I, but I didn't, you know, the, it, it. when you really go into it, it, you know, it's a setup for the second film. Because when you see Jason at the end, and it's all about Jason Voorhees. But then it ends up being his mom, and that's kind of the whole thing. Um, I haven't seen this movie time, to death, but, you know, yeah. and I guess that's another reason it's fun to watch. Yeah, uh, it's something fresh. I haven't seen it in a really long time. You know, time. And, and that's why I wanted to do it. It's... Yeah, we have done a lot of Friday Thirteenth pictures on here on Phantasm. And Who you would can, have ever you thought all can, we did this film? Nobody. You all can to us blame me that that we did this. Well, no, it makes sense. It, it makes sense with with who we have on. It, it's that time frame. He's celebrating anniversary for the first Soulfly record, and that's why I picked it. It was like it did not make sense to give him something you know old. Yeah. You know, unless he's back in Spultura, then I'll give him old shit all day long. But you know, and I love him. That's no disrespect, but it's like. This was this fit, you know, and we it was it was us, it's us doing new territory. I don't think we've ever done a picture of this new. No, so the, it's the it's cool. Soonest we've done, I think, was either Warlock or yeah, I think Warlock ninety three of the Warlock mm-hmm. Armageddon. Yeah, we might have done a ninety six one. I don't remember which one it was. But this is this is this is cool. I'm glad we did this. I think this is cool. That motherfucker's been in a bunch of movies. I don't know mm-hmm. his name. It um, is very cool, and, but you know, I, you know, and it's. It, I could tell people all day long, you know, what I'm into or or whatever. But I mean, this is—I would rather watch this 
then then watch the first Friday Thirteenth because I've seen it to death. You know, I just don't want to see that movie ever again. It's just I fucking hate Kevin Bacon, <laughs> and you know his mom doing the killing doesn't scare me. And I'll be honest with you, I don't like the girl in the first picture. That guy, oh, a drinking. I just don't. She's annoying. And she gets killed off in the second one. I uh, love, I love the girl in the second. Yeah, picture. Amy steals the shit. She's fucking. Uh, awesome. That guy you were looking at was Philip Williams. He is in. He's Danny and Tommy Boy. Amazing. That's amazing. He's in a bunch of shit. Wait a minute. Hold on. Don't tell me. Was he not in the original Overboard? Uh, man, I'm doing some digging here. Have to look. Uh, he's in that show, The Strain. If you guys want to keep up with Mister Philip Williams, he's in that film or that show, whatever. Can't do it. Um, uh, Pretty sure he's in. He's Kurt Russell's best friend in the original Overboard, which they've remade, by the way, to my dismay. And I won't comment about that on this podcast. I don't see it. What year was it? Uh, eighty-seven, eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Mm. No, I don't see it. Who else we got? What's we got, his name? Uh, Philip Williams. Try to find this other dude, the guy that they just showed with the uh, Boyd Banks, which is Fat Lou in the film. He was in Black Sheep. So you got one guy from Tommy Boy, you got this guy from Black Sheep. Or maybe that's the guy you were asking me about um no he's a 90's guy he oh. was in Dirty Work he's that's who that guy is he's creepy hairy and dirty work cause whenever they they shoot the commercial uh where they sabotage the Philip Motors or whatever um you know the Norm Macdonald they fill the David Kegner's cars with uh, hookers and say that they're dead hookers. What's his name again? And he's like, uh, I haven't seen so many dead hookers in all my life. And then the guy's, you know, creepy Harry's like, Lord knows I have. And it's one of the funnier parts of the film. So, um, Philip Williams. So he's a weatherman, a superstar. He's in The Ladies Man as a CNW station manager. There's his fat Louis and knockaround guys, the tuxedo, a lot of stuff. Dawn of the Dead. He was Tucker in the remake. Oh, I guess I'm just fucking crazy. Uh, Land of the Dead. He was the butcher. So that's cool. He's, he's got a little thing spread around. He's more of a uh, you know a jobber, if you will, where he you know is a small role guy. This is probably one of his. Uh, bigger roles on camera you know still not being a front runner but you know he's in the movie a good bit and he's a pretty pretty funny character so it's not bad <clears throat> and there's not enough tits in this movie for me I think it's a lot of hotness but not enough uh, there was nudity. a lot of stuff earlier yeah there was like some stuff here and there but nothing you gave know. you a little 12 year old boner back then yeah i was already pretty well into whacking it when i was 12 so i mean this was like nothing this is like softcore gotcha. which it is it's like it is it's like jason g that's what it is to me 
I guess that's not him. It looks like him. He looks just like that guy in that. But he's he's too young to have been that guy, so that's definitely not him. I was thinking it was God. But anyway, they remade Overboard, and it's really stupid. They remade that? Isn't that, is that it, an Adam Sandler movie? That's a, no, it's a, it's a Kurt that's Russell. That's going Overboard. It's a Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn thing. They've remade it where some Middle Eastern guy is the one that gets amnesia, and then Chris Pratt's ex-wife is the one that takes advantage of it. Uh, Anna Ferris? It. Correct. Weird. No interest. Anyway. <clears throat> but, um... Oh, and I just want to say this while... Just on air, just real quick, because this make me feel better. Um, fuck the Washington Capitals. <laughs> and fuck Movie Pass. I just want to say both of those things. So, fuck Movie Pass and fuck the Washington Capitals. Just want to just throw that out there. <clears throat> Hmm. Or a turd that won't flush. But yeah, that movie pass is a fucking joke. Now, now it's thirty dollars, and you have to pay it all up front, and then you get you get you get some kind of iHeart subscription, which that that company's in bankruptcy. It's just like I don't want this. I wanted to get your movie well, pass. People have Pandora. Nobody wants to do iHeart Radio. <clears throat> it's the same fucking thing, but it's like. They waste all their money on those fucking shows they do. They have like iHeartRadio, like yeah, but they're in, that's what I'm saying. They're in bankruptcy. Well, nobody listens to it. I mean, it's it's iHeartRadio is mainly for like serious streaming kind of stuff, like you know, like FM radio still. Right. Even though it's you can get it on your phone and on your fucking Xbox, but it's not. I don't know. People use Pandora. They know what that is. They don't want. Nobody wants to get another. You know, and Spotify. You know, Spotify and Pandora are the two biggest. You know music streaming sites besides uh youtube also was huge with music streaming so when you have those three people don't want iheart radio it's just you know it's it's oversaturation and then people are gonna hear about spotify or pandora first and then you know of course youtube people are already using that um and those are all you know paid subscriptions so when you get something like iHeartRadio also needs paid subscriptions. It's kind of just pointless at that, you know. People don't want all these fucking streaming music things. They have no use for it. You know, when you have one, you can just have one. And then Pandora, you don't really have to pay for it. Premium is just so that you uh, don't have to hear any fucking ads, and you can basically listen to any record that you want. Right. Listen all the way through, and you get access to everything, you know. Then there's Apple Music, and then there's something on Android. You know, there's all this shit, so iHeart is just pretty useless. It's just, it's just no point. It's the same fucking thing as all the other music streaming stuff. <clears throat> There's just no point to it. Now we're getting closer to the uh, Uber Jason. We're pretty far into this film. We're almost over with it, actually. So this film goes by really fast, um, which is fine, I guess. You know. Uh, the other Jason films, usually they got a pretty steady pace, too. You know, Jason films seem like they don't last very long. Right. Because there's so much going on. It's just kill, 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 and then it's over. So, which is what I like. I like to get it get it all done, you know. Here we got some Android making out. See, I like her right there. She's got... She was the one doing the nipple clamps earlier. But there wasn't much more
Sorry, I'm finishing up here. I mean, that's all there's just these chicks left. I think the that boss guy got the got the axe. They're still going through uh Kane's fun house here, finding all the, the corpses. <clears throat> but yeah, I guess talking about Texas Frightmare a little bit, um it was insanely busy. Had a great time. Uh, all the guests were super cool. Clyde Barker was amazing. It took me a day and a half to meet him, but it happened. The lines for him were about what you would expect. Right. Um, lined up right at five whenever everything opened, and I waited about three and a half hours to meet him in line, and it didn't <clears throat> didn't end up happening. So I left. No shit, I didn't know that. I think they actually were like, yeah, he's not going to be coming back, but you can try again. You know, because... This was, what, was this Friday? Yeah. Now, Which, was he know, there all weekend or just two days? He or... was there all weekend. Um, so, basically, you know, you have up to like 200 VIPs or whatever. They paid the 200-something bucks and got line skips and they, they get in an hour early and all this stuff. Um... So they had to get through 200 of just those people, and that took all of Friday for the most part. And I think they still had it going on Saturday, because by 8.30 or something, you know, Clive was done. I mean, the fact that he was even there sitting through all that, and it was very hot in those rooms. And uh, Did they have him, like, hidden? Yeah, he was in his own his own room. And it was his own, like, complete room. Like, it had all his merch in there, it had all of his novels his art prints, like t-shirts. Did he have his um, paintings with him and slicks. shit too? Oh yeah, it was very cool. So he had his own like wing, which just, once you, you pretty much go through a hallway, that's a line, and then you go through this little tiny Was he room. nice? Oh, he was amazing. Super cool. You didn't really get to talk to him though, probably. No, they were moving everything along. Even tried to get a media plug for you guys, and they were, they freaked out. So they, Clive didn't, Clive was like, oh sure, and then they're like, no, 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 no. you can't. You know, Are you fucking to, kidding me? Trying to move the line. Which is another another thing I want to Was this out. the staff there or his handler? Both. It was no, it wasn't the staff. It was like his staff. It wasn't the the convention staff. Jesus. Which is really lame because before that happened, and the only reason I had asked was because there was this couple that had his prints. I don't know if they had bought original pieces from Clive previously or they recreated it, and they had their own art inspired by him. I don't know what the deal was. But they got it signed by him. It even said on the sign, when you walk in, no personalizations, no this, no that. They got their shit personalized. They talked to him for, like, ever. And then he signed the the prints and all that stuff. And then they, like, both freaked out like they had just won the lottery. So I don't know what they actually had. I looked at it. I don't know if it was, like... OG first, like, original prints of something that Clive did. It, it, that's what it looked like. But it must have been something special for him to personalize it because there was no personalizations. So they took up a lot of time talking to him, and then, you know. So I was like, all you gotta do, if they just let me, was just, I already had it, you know. I was about to, I already had the thing queued up to record. And I was just like, 
Vincent Clyde Barker listening to Phantasm would have taken five extra seconds. But, you know, these people can talk for like two hours and hold up the line, which, you know, I had been there for three and a half hours the day before. And I See, waited, <clears throat> I waited another hour and a half to two hours again Saturday waiting in line for him again because I kept going back and forth between the line. Like, now, was this day one or day two where the couple... This was day two. This is when I was in the room. Like, whenever I waited three and a half hours on Friday, I hadn't even gotten to that room yet. We were in, like, the first room. Now, do they have this VIP gold band stuff where they let their little nerd people go in front of everybody like these other ones? Yeah, they all do that. It's fucking bullshit. And I'm going to tell you something right now. That's why I don't go to it. And the fact that you just told me that, that this is, I want everybody to hear this right now that listens to our podcast. I will never, you will never see me at a convention. Any convention. I don't do conventions. I don't like them. I don't like being around people. And, you know, no offense... If I have fans, by some weird chance, that's amazing, but I don't do people. And and that kind of stuff is bullshit. Because it, it's, it, I mean, isn't it really just a pissing contest? Like, I'm a bigger fan than you are. I'm a bigger fan than you are. Isn't that all it is? Because that's all it is I when I get have stuff. Money, more money to throw <clears> around. It's like, I get it if you live in Dallas, you don't have to spend the money to get there. But, you know, I did. And Did they sound foreign? Maybe they were British. Maybe they no, were. No, they weren't. They were oh. Americans. I, I just don't know what it was. It seemed like. Maybe they produced a film. Maybe they were somebody in the business. I mean, no, I'm trying to play they, devil's advocate on it. They they were like dressed up like they. They had a little gold badge? No, that's that shit. I don't remember. The chick looked like she was <clears> trying <throat> to be like a, like a Cenobite. I don't know. But they had. They both had art prints that looked like something of his. And they were. They like freaked out like they had just gotten. He probably signed it for free. Well, no, you have to take the money before you even go up there. But I think the the guy especially, like, basically jumped into the chick's lap and was like, Oh my god, this is amazing. Like, I don't know what they had. If they recreated something he did and they signed it and he loved it, I don't, I don't know. But that's why I'm not too... It didn't bother me. I was just kind of like... I mean, I'm glad it did. You don't have the personality for it to bother... This is... That's why I can't go to this stuff. I got, the I got other thing with me it, is the fact that you you get... You fill out a press form, and, and you get to be considered press, but all you really are is a, a free weekend pass person, and you're not even considered second tier. You're still, like, considered normal Now, is person. this the case at all of them, or does they... Yeah. Have, yeah they, they all do like that, that to you. Okay. But... I've never really tried to really ask, you know, with the staff and stuff, they only know so much. They kind of learn throughout the day, like every staff at every convention. They don't really know. You tell them who you are, and some people are receptive to it, some people aren't. Yeah, but, you know, they do it by wristbands and by colors at Texas Frightmares. There's so much stuff going on. But, um, you know, it's like you do press, which is basically a side job or like a hobby, but you're still considered less than somebody that pays $200. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, you're, I'm going to pay up to $600 just being here and getting here. Question. Did so, those people stay in that line the whole time? Did they wait in the line? Well, no. The I mean, I guess in the Clyde Barker one, but... That's what I meant. But in, they didn't get, like, escorted past everybody and then treated like that and then left. No. Okay. No. They they have to wait in line regardless. Okay, then he didn't know them then. No. I don't I don't know what the deal was. Maybe they were some of the promoters or something. Who the fuck knows? Well, they seemed very very like ecstatic when he signed their stuff and I think they might have been 
fans of his actual artwork and that's what they were fans of and when he signed maybe he I feel like they drew it up themselves and he really liked they it. They did something it. adored to to Yeah, for him. that's what I think that they're aspiring. Why would you want him to sign your adaptation of their work? I don't I don't know. I just don't know what it was. Yeah, that's what. But, but I'm getting away from everything. But the, you know, it was Sorry. still very cool to meet uh Clive. I had a lot I had a little bit more time when we did the photo op cuz I got to sit down with him with nobody else and you know, we just take a photo and I got to talk. So to he him wasn't second. taking photos at his table. No. There wasn't time. There was too much fucking people. You know, the, the lines are outrageous. Here's the Uber Jason coming up. Which, the, the, I like Uber Jason, but him getting to be Uber Jason's fucking stupid with this ninja android shit. It's just ridiculous. Um, but anyway, um, so besides waiting in line, um, you know, they had Arrow video there in Severin and Severin and Vinegar Syndrome, so that was really right. cool. Uh, to see all that, there's a lot of good merchants there, vendors, whatever. Um yeah, Brad Dorf was was very sweet. Um, again, thanks for coming on. He was very sweet uh, talking to him at his table and gave Mrs. Gorkrist and I hugs and said he'd love to come back on the podcast. That made me feel very good. Um, chatted with Nicholas Vince, who was the chatterer and Hellraiser. Um, He's also um, uh, Kinsey in uh, Nightbreed, which is amazing. I got right. him to sign my poster. Um, he said he wanted to come on, which is very nice. Uh, told me to get with him, so that was a person I did talk to about coming on, um, and he seemed very enthused about it. So I think with the the Cenobite cast, they're pretty personable. I noticed. Um, I think I would love eventually to get all of them on at once. I don't know how I can get that to work, but I think <clears throat> all of them are pretty cool about it, doing right. interviews and stuff as as a whole. So. Um, no know, Doug, we'll, huh? we'll work no on Doug. That. I didn't talk to Doug. His his lines were too busy. Now I've met him before, and he's always very cool. But I saw him at the Alamo Draft House when they did the Hellraiser screening. The whole cast had come outside to the you know patio when me and uh, Mrs. Gorkrist were out there just chilling, waiting on the the movie to start. And they had all just come out there, and it was pretty surreal to see all of them. Just you know, this is the day before the convention, so no club though. No, he wasn't there, but the rest, the whole cast was there, like uh, Simon Bamford and Barbie and uh, uh, Nick and, and, and Doug. It was really it was really cool to see them just, like, appear and come out in the bar. It was really neat, you know. It's like a red carpet and seeing the Hellraiser cast show up, and they're just right. out there right next to your table. Now, did you drinking. all watch that? Oh, yeah. It was amazing. See it in theaters. Uh, the print was gorgeous. Um, what other movies did they show there? The whole week end. They they showed right before it. I think it was Wednesday. <clears throat> they showed Escape from New York, and they had Adrian Barbeau do a Q and A for that. And she mentioned on our on our interview, but uh, you guys will hear soon that um, you know she saw the print of it and it was gorgeous. It was pro- probably the Screen Factory print. Um, so all that shit looks really good. Which they were having a John Carpenter. Um, a little blowout, the Alamo Draft House there in Los Colinas. They had posters everywhere, like of, you know, uh, Gary Poulin, who does, like, the Mondo stuff. Uh, he does, he's from Dallas, so he does a lot of shit for that, that cinema, and he was there, do, you know, with his posters and shit. Um, there was a lot of shit. All his movies were being played, Assault on Precinct 13, uh, Escape from New York, uh, Big Trouble in China, 
Um, they were playing them oh. that whole weekend? Like, during the week, yeah. They had a huge... Oh, they did like John Carpenter blowout thing. Right. Because the, the theater is on a road called John Carpenter Highway. But it's not named after the John Carpenter, but it's still... They took advantage of it, and they That's made it weird. into something. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, and I took a picture. There was a huge mural that... This is all made. in Dallas, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, this was Las Colinas. This is, like, right outside of Dallas. Because gotcha. everyth- everything in Dallas, there's so many surrounding was cities Was the convention in, in Los Colinas, too? That was in Dallas-Fort Worth, like the okay. airport. Yeah. Gotcha. It was at the... Uh, Hyatt Regency, very beautiful hotel. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I met a lot of cool people, bought a lot of cool stuff. Um, not my favorite convention. It was probably my. It just wasn't my favorite. I think my favorite was Days of the Dead Indie that we did last year that we're doing next month. Right, and it was. I don't know. It's 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 more of what you want out of a convention. Like, there's always something to do. You're up to like 4 a.m. partying. Everybody there is really cool. The celebrities are more personable there, it seems like. Um, Texas Frightmare, it seemed a little bit too... It was too... It was too crazy. You know, it was very... It gets bigger and bigger every year. And this one was probably the biggest they've seen it. And, you know, it's the 13th year, so... Um, it It just went by fast, and it was... You couldn't even, you know, I don't know. There was a lot to take away from it that was positive. And, and it's nothing to do with the convention itself or the organizers. Uh, Lloyd's a very good dude and, and, and does a lot for for everybody. But the, uh, I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Looking back on it, you know. I got photo ops I'll probably never get again. You know, with all the, you know, Ted meeting Ted White was amazing. Um doing a Kane Hodder photo op in costume was really cool because I met Kane Hodder a million times you know he's been on the podcast I didn't interview him but um, you know I've talked to him a lot and and doing a photo op with him as Jason was really cool you know it was and and as part 8 Jason so that was that was nuts and uh, Tom Morgan was very cool Uh, super nice guy and there's Roy of course and there you see Uber Jason which I would do an Uber Jason photo op I think that'd be fucking awesome you know well, it's reminiscent from your childhood too. I just so. would. I think he's he's interesting. He's he's just a badass. Um, I'm really disappointed they're putting this in the video game. Yeah, that kind of that's kind of just weird for the game. I mean, I get they're including everything, but I would much rather have them do the other Jason because it would fit more with the with the game to have the Jason before the Uber. You know, the well, they're supposed to be doing. I mean, he's in. They've the made. Jason they've from made. This but film they're supposed to be doing that. a map for Jason Goes to Hell. They're supposed to be doing it for all of it at this point. I mean, that's cool, but I don't want to have to cycle through it and vote every time. Like, I would rather play it just as bots be him. I wouldn't want to do it online every other time. You know, because you want to you want to play the old school stuff when you're playing that game. And as much as I like this, you know, this film for what it is, mixing in Uber Jason and having to vote with other online players, you know, versus the old school stuff. It's like, I want to play the old school stuff. Sure. That's completely understandable. So playing Uber Jason will be cool in some, some points, but not when you have to like mix it up between the other Jasons, you know, by itself, it's cool. But when you have to choose between Roy or Uber Jason, and then the people you're in a party with pick Uber Jason, it's just, 
stupid, you know. It is. People that made that game are fucking stupid, though, so. And you can choose the map, so you can have Uber Jason and Pakanak Lodge. It's fucking retarded, you know. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but I guess we'll just have to have to sit through it. Um, but yeah, looking, I'm looking forward to Days of the Dead in Indianapolis. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, they still haven't rounded out all the details yet. They got uh, Dream Warriors reunion, which I'm very excited about. And that's where. That's the one in you're going Indianapolis, to? yeah. Cool. Um, Who else all is the part dr- of that? All the Dream Warriors. No Robert England, but uh, Heather... Langenkamp? Langenkamp's going to be there. Nice. Um, I think Tony Todd's going to be there. Nice. Gene Simmons is the main thing right now. Right. Um, which is cool. If I meet him, it'll be... Are you doing that too? Are you still doing the Gene Simmons thing? Oh, yeah. Cool. Here's the cool thing. I don't have to do the $300 shit for that, because A, it's already sold out. B, it's pretty much... I'm saving a hundred bucks, and I'll tell you how. Uh, the Gene Simmons experience that you pay for, that that the VIP people paid for, it's three hundred dollars. You get a photo op, and you get a uh, well, basically you get a selfie, you know, and then you get an autograph, and then you get the the typical kiss package where they just throw in a bunch of shit to make you pay a hundred dollars that you don't need. Like you get like a kiss, you get like a Gene Simmons toy, and then you get like it's a bunch of junk, a laminate, and then you get some other thing, and you get some other thing. Some of the crap they did in Knoxville. They do it in everything. Yeah. Like if they if you tour, if just look up Kiss VIP meet and greet packages when you see them on tour in your neck of the woods, wherever you're at, overseas, whatever. They can jack it up. They jack it up to like fifteen hundred bucks. You get to meet the whole band, but they give you, like, a class ring. They give you, like, a Hot Wheels car. They give you all this bullshit that you don't need. They give you, like, three t-shirts. It's just like, you're... I don't want all this stuff. I just want to meet you and go home, you know? Um, Oh, this is the worst line in the movie. She's like, this sucks on so many levels, and then she gets sucked through this tiny asshole. It's really fucking lame. Worst part of the movie. Worst part of the movie. (laughs) And you don't see her tits. Good night. Um, so yeah, instead of doing all that and paying the extra hundred, I can pay two hundred. I can get a photo op separately, and then I can get the autograph. Nice. So it saves a hundred bucks. That's so pretty cool. It's awesome. Until they sell out. Um, but Ira Hayden is my favorite Dream Warrior. He's the kid that's like the wizard or whatever. Yeah. And that's I'm definitely getting that. That's gonna be awesome. Um, PJ Souls will be there again. Excited to see her. Um, previous guest on the podcast. So that'll be cool to catch up with her. And, you know, looking forward to it. Uh, Days of the Dead's a little more chill. As much as I like conventions, uh, well, I wouldn't say like conventions, but as much as I like going, traveling, and meeting actors that I like, and shopping for horror related toys and, and movies and stuff um uh the the only draw, takeaway from Texas Frightmare that I really didn't like about it was the it was really really busy and it was kind of you know I don't know it was so busy to where it was like what the fuck are we gonna do you know with some points of it like Friday was the busiest Friday I've ever seen because usually Friday <clears throat> is kind of like a slower day because Friday is Saturday is always the busiest, but sure. I think at this point, with it being thirteen years old as a convention, people know that Friday isn't that busy, so everybody goes Friday and Saturday. 
And a lot of times guests are only there Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday. Did so. you go all three days? Yeah. Let me ask you a question real quick. Just for, I'm going to forget this. Other than Claude Barker, who were the other, like, four other bad lines? Um, the Cenobites, they were all in one place. So, like, Doug Bradley, uh, Barbie Wilde, uh, si- Simon Bamford, and uh, Nicholas Vince. See, that's weird. I wouldn't think anybody would want to meet them. All of them were just... It's weird. The whole time it was It's packed. so weird. Like, they had separate lines for each one, and it was just a cluster. I mean, I, even as a fan of those movies, I would just be like, eh. I mean, I've met... No, it was a, like, it was a total, total clusterfuck. That's weird. Um, the Saw people, I never saw them in their things. They were always at panels or photo ops. They were, like, never there at the times I went there. And who were the um, saw? So you've got the jigsaw dude. Yeah, Tobin Bell. Um, and then what's very nice when I met him? Actors from him the there. films. Is that yeah, just... uh, Shawnee Smith, which is Amanda, and then you had uh, Costas Mandler, who's the only one I saw like there at the tables. Um, which he was. Um... God, I feel so stupid. These are people like in the first film. Is that what they're? Well, Amanda was in the first three or four. She kind of appears in flashbacks in the other films. Um, She's like the first survivor of his traps or whatever in the films, whatever. Um, Costas plays the guy that takes over his mantle in like the fourth film or whatever. Okay. And goes on. He's like the jigsaw from that point, but he's he's like the corrupt detective or whatever he is. Um, yeah, he's the only one I saw kind of standing around hanging out at his table. Um, it was Ron Perlman, huge line all really? the time. Oh, yeah. For what? All the time, I guess Sons of Anarchy. It's you know they had him and they had that Tommy Flanagan guy that's in it too. I don't know. The, his lines were always pretty packed. Really? Um, that blows my mind. That just I don't like that guy in anything. No, the the it kids they had a fairly good. Turnout, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. And the one probably my favorite thing that I did all weekend was on Sunday we went to the it panel. It was awesome. It was so much fun. You know because they had all the kids there. Um, and Georgie was like a last minute guest because the kid that plays, uh, fuck. The kid from Stranger Things is the one that canceled, right? No, he was never a part of it because they're filming Stranger Things. Oh, okay. Uh, so he was never going to be there. But I, I met him, so that was cool. Um, we figured those kid actors are done since yeah. the next one's the adult stuff. So. Um, the kid that plays the. What's the kid's name? I think it's Steve, the one that has the inhaler and, and lives with his mom or whatever. That into, I mean, I don't. Well, they all live with her mom, but the one that has like the mom that almost fucking moves away. Right? She, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking. He about. canceled, but they brought Georgie, which was amazing. He was he was like the highlight of the the panel because sure. he's he's really little. He's like six. So imagine a six year old talking in front of like hundreds of people. That's funny. And she's like, I uh uh my uh. Uh, time was, you know, the time, it was just hilarious. You know, he's super, super cute kid, and it was a lot of fun to see them all interact with each other. And we had just watched that film before we went, and I loved it. I thought it was really cool. You know, the, uh, the It remake was, it was very different than the other film, and of course I prefer the, the old one, you know, the TV movie. But when you don't compare them and you take it for what it is, the new It was really good. I liked it. Right on. And if you're gonna, if you guys have a 4K TV, the 4K picture of that movie is outstanding, and that's par- partially the reason I liked it because it looked so good too. Like visually, it was amazing. Sure. So, um, only thing I didn't like about the It movie is when he's in the little furnace thing, and he starts like dancing. I thought that was really stupid. But other than that, that's the only part I didn't like about it. Everything else was really good. It was solid, solid film. Um, 
here's the recreation of Camp Crystal Lake right here. Where they do like the, you know, they go back into that. Here's some Mr. Skinless. It, all the way to hour 22 minutes. This is not a Friday the 13th film. If it took this long. Um, but this is another, this is an ode to uh, Kane Hodder's favorite kill scene. And I guess, I, I don't know if he threw that in there for Todd to do for him, but he got to recreate the uh, sleeping bag kill, which is a lot of fun. Even though it's technically doesn't even happen because Jason thinks he's back on Earth. But he's <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, if you want, you can meet the director of this film tonight. He is a late-night uh, cashier at Walgreens. <laughs> I'm sure. Just come on in and I'll ask old John Farmer. I'm sure Kane Hodder wrote that part. Because he loves that scene where he gets to do the sleeping bag. As much as he didn't like to actually film it, I think that's his favorite kill. But uh, I know it was a very tiring effort that they didn't even keep in Part 7. Because in Part 7, the sleeping bag kill, they do it one good time, and then the chick's dead in the sleeping bag. But he, when he shot it, he had that uh, sleeping bag full of blood packs that was very heavy. And... He slung that sleeping bag into the tree about, like, five or six times. So by the the last one, he was really fucking tired, and he was pissed off. So that's the one they kept for the ratings board is uh, that final blow where you can you can see the the blood packs, like, coming, like, soaking through the bottom, which was pretty raunchy. But that movie would have been the best Jason movie, one of the best slashes of all time, had they not cut any of it. It's a damn shame they don't have a a good enough print of any of that stuff. It'll never be an unrated cut of that film. That movie sucks. Yeah, part seven does suck because of the how butchered it is, and you can tell there's like no gore in it. Whenever it would have been one of the goriest movies ever made, but they just never they didn't keep any of it. Yeah, but I I mean I think there's something more to that than what they're saying. I mean. I mean, no, they have all those scenes in the, the killing know, room floor on these Blu-rays, but, what's but, on these, but it's... But they can't piece it all together and make it into a unrated cut. I don't know if the prints that they do have of, of the cut stuff is bad or what the deal is. I know is. that Bugler, whatever his name is, he doesn't he doesn't own that stuff is one thing I was reading that he said and that's it's why still he Paramount that owns it probably. Yeah, so he just won't, they won't give it to him. Even then they can't get like a third party to come in and make the director's cut because they won't release the stuff. Shitty. It's the same thing. There's a lot of titles you guys might want on Blu-ray through Scream Factory and I'm saying specifically Scream Factory because I know for a fact they've had a lot of trouble getting Warner Brothers stuff which these new John Carpenter releases are I don't know about the TV movie, but I know that the other two releases are Warner Brothers films. Uh, In the Mouth of Madness is a New Line Cinemas film, which is owned by Warner Brothers. And then uh, the Memoirs of an Invisible Man, straight up Warner Brothers. So I don't know how the fuck they got those, but, you know, more power to them. But I know in the past, I believe it was the Vincent Price Volume 2 collection. Um, There were a couple of Warner Brothers titles in that, and they had to basically swim through a river of blood to get them from what I'm told. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. Who knows? I'm not really sure, but it's, you know, uh, so much of this stuff, it gets caught up in copyright stuff and everything else. And it's right. just a fucking headache, I guess after a while and it loses its magic, but yeah. What's well, cool, man. It's, you know, I, I 
I, I got to be honest with you. I, I, th- there's a side of me that wishes I could go attend convention stuff. I just don't. I don't have it in me. I really don't. I don't even like. I don't even like going to concerts anymore. I don't like being around people. I really don't. I don't, especially people that are into stuff that I'm into. I just don't enjoy that. Yeah, I get it. And you know, it, I don't. <clears throat> I like to go and then just get my shit and go back out to my room. And you know, I like to meet people and try to make make friends there. But you, it's really right. hard to when you have so many people. Sure. It's a lot more personable at Days of the Dead because they're not as busy. Maybe it, eventually it's they're not as as old of a convention. Um, well, there's more of those you can choose to go to, too, in different cities, correct? Yeah, there's... Like know, he's got Atlanta and whatever. There's Atlanta, Louisville, Chicago, uh, Indy, and there's, I think, L.A., too. Um, so, yeah, there's always, you know, places to go. And same thing with Horrorhound. Horrorhound's primarily in Ohio. Like, there's Cincinnati, and then there's Cleveland, I think. And then there's, uh, they do another one, too. I can't draw a blank. Uh, but Horrorhound has a really good one coming up in August. They just announced Bruce Campbell, but Robert England's going to be there, too. Now, what's that? Horrorhound. And that's in, uh, I think it's in Cincinnati. No, it's in Indianapolis, actually. It is. Interesting. I thought about going back to Indy to do that, because that's worth it. Uh, the people that they had lined up for that. Because I think, you know not going to go to Mad Monster again. I've already made my mind about that. They'd have to bring some solid shit to do that. Um, Horrorhound, I haven't got a response. Usually I always try to get you know, uh, press passes to do these things. Cause I'm not, you know, I do this as leisure time, but I'm also doing it to try and get contacts, try to get stuff for this podcast. So, um, If I don't get help from you know, because I do promote the conventions, you know, so it's not like I don't. Um, but some people, I guess, just don't don't care. Um, yeah, Melinda Clark, that's a huge one I would love to meet. Uh, she's the um, Julie from Return of Living Dead Part 3, which that's pretty awesome. Got the OG Cobra Kai. Yeah, that shit, that's getting old. That stuff's just... So funny. what's up with that new... Have we seen any of it? They have that Kai show, whatever the fuck that is. I have no idea. I don't watch. I don't care anything about any of that stuff. Oh, people keep talking about it, so I don't know. I don't like Karate Kid. I think Karate Kid's one of the lamest movie franchises. It really is. I don't... It's fucking garbage. It's fucking... I mean, that guy that plays Johnny's a fucking pud. And, yeah, I've never met the... the I don't really like the success story movies like that where it's just well, like it's, it's not even it's just it's just lame it's like little little boy little girl movies from the 80s it's just like it's just like it's just fucking stupid I watched that movie as a kid full disclosure the first one and then you know what happened I started watching fucking Schwarzenegger fucking Stallone movies and I was like this is fucking stupid and I just quit watching it Yeah. and then I started watching you know and obviously I was already watching horror stuff but you know it, 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 it caters to that stuff and that's fine if people like that stuff. That's fine. A lot of people like, you know, a lot of shows that I don't like, and that's that's perfectly fine. But I, this whole, you know, I don't I don't know who's embellishing this stuff. But I mean, the Karate Kid franchise, all three, four films, excuse me, were the Hillary Swank ones, the girl one. They're fucking terrible movies. They're just, I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't if you it. like like feminine feel good movies or something, I don't know. I just don't. It's just not my thing. I, I never liked it and. It seemed like it was always like a selling point for 
a couple of cons that used to happen in Tennessee. It's like they we've got blob. It's like I really don't care. We got Ralph Macchio. It's like Ralph I just don't cares. care about any of that stuff. I mean, there's give me Emilio Estevez. There's, there's, there's I want Ralph Macchio. I mean, I I guess I'm just getting jaded in my old age, but I just don't. I just don't. I don't care. I really don't give a fuck what what people are doing or who they met or any of that shit. I just don't give a damn. And and they relaunch a lot of programs, and it's just like what? Because see the. I don't. I don't know about a Cobra Kai TV show. I just knew that they were. I had heard they were rebooting the film franchise. There was supposed to be a new picture. There's this thing called. I think it's just called Kai, and it's like the Cobra Kai dudes in there are like different. I don't know. It's fucking weird. It's know. a TV show. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't. Or it's like a Netflix. It's not Netflix, but it's something like a streaming. Not, thing. not familiar with it. It's like Amazon video streaming. Like it's something weird. I'm not know. familiar with it. I don't watch. You know, and that's another thing. People, people watch all this stuff, and I've got you know Steve out in California. He steals like everything that comes out and watches it and and whatever. And that's fine. You know, whatever you want to watch all these programs and stuff. And I guess he was really upset recently. A bunch of shows got canceled, but it's just like I don't know. I don't even pay attention to like new television. I don't give a fuck about it if it floats across my. My eyes, I'll give it a shot, maybe, but I'm I'm more of a movie guy. I don't really care about it. the only TV that I'm interested in is like old TV stuff, but you know, whatever. But it's cool, man. You know, whatever people are into, I just it's not for me. But yeah, All right. Oh, the film, which seemed like it was like 50 minutes, um, has now come to an end. It's a short film. I will say, uh, just to wrap it up. Um, and we'll get into the uh, final final thoughts here. Um, Texas Frightmare was a lot of fun, but it wasn't my favorite. And if they have some really good guests again next year, I might consider going, but I might not. The the talent that they bring there is worth going in general, but like I said, I'm more of like a, a little more chill for me experience. Because I like to be able to do my thing and not have to be butt-fucked and wait in line for a fucking Blu-ray, you know? That's sure. like I never had to deal with that before. Um, so, it was just busy, and I know that's like a small, you know, a small thing. Um, but still, you know, made some friends that, you know, I'd like to see again. Cool. So, you know, that's a good thing. Um, but traveling out there, you know, that's going to have to be, you know, like, if I went the year before, like, you got all the reanimator people and then you got fucking Dario Argento I would have been there last year so if they do something like that next year you know sure I'll, yeah something like that I'll, I'll totally probably come back so yeah cool uh, final thoughts it's the Jason, movie it's, it's Jason X <laughs> it's fitting uh, you know we got the, the anniversary of the first Soulfly record Max is a fantastic guest of ours uh, Jason X is a, is a is a fun movie it's not like a serious Jason film now, if you look to Jason Goes to Hell and then you look at this movie, Jason Goes to Hell was very goofy, and they made it entirely a serious film. So this one, they weren't trying hard. They just wanted to make a fun movie. And, you know, sky's the limit of what they can do, like you said, on a tenth Jason film. I mean, you can do whatever the fuck you want, and that's exactly what they did. So um, took it to the realm of sci-fi. Did a, did a decent job with the sci-fi end of it, you know, um... You know, the the Grendel, I think, is a kind of a memorable ship in horror, if you really think about it. And, you know, 
it was more of my era of movies coming out. There wasn't a whole lot of good ones. This one isn't necessarily a good one, but um, I can look back and say that I grew up with it being there, and you know, um, that I, something I was actually alive to see in theaters. It was it was nice, but um, yeah, this film's definitely worth a watch once in a while to get away from all the other films that we beat into the ground and we sure. watched so many fucking sure. times. Uh, it's nice. Well, it, it's a breath of fresh air to put this film in and just have a good time. And whether you're ripping it apart or you're you're actually enjoying it, I mean, however you do it, it's it's fun. It's fun to watch it. Well, I picked it because I think it fits what was going on with this with this music in in general, and it fits with what we were doing. It's just is what it is. It's a timepiece. It's a, well, it's. It's a disclaimer also for me of what this is, and it's matched with what it is. So, and people can take that and interpret it any way they want, but I have a reason for the things I do. But, yeah. It's a, it's, you know, I don't have a problem watching it, honestly. It's uh, way better than Freddy vs. Jason. I think that movie's an abomination. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. the the Number on Elm Street movies, I think, are bad after four. I think anything after that is just dog shit. I don't even know what's after four. Is it that. Uh, dream final, Child, final which is Fred, awful. Final Nightmare. That Dream Child movie's and horrible. That dream Child, that's, that's five. That's, yeah, yeah, it's terrible. And then that Freddy's... The thing with Alice Cooper's his dad is horrible. So that, what's what's that, four? Four's Dream Master? Or is that Dream Child? I think Dream Master's five. Whatever they suck. No, four I like. Yeah. That's Dream something. I like, I like the first four. It but, must be Dream Master and then Dream Child is five. That makes more sense. But the Dream Child thinks five. I'm sure yeah. of that. But the the and six. And then there's bad. like the and Freddy's that, Final Nightmare, and then there's that new Nightmare that everyone awful. loves. I don't get that. So fucking horrible. You're like that's my favorite Freddy film. That's, that's fucking. Sad. Yeah, it's that's it's, like saying Jason X is my favorite. It's just it's a bad it's a bad maybe. movie and um, but yeah, I mean honestly, you know, and it's it's I guess this is whatever you're into, but I just I think a lot of you know. I mean, our first guest, which I'm not going to mention their name, but, you know, he said the best Leatherface was the one from those, you know, the Jennifer Bill pictures. That guy sucks is Leatherface. He's a really shitty Leatherface, and I just, I've never liked that guy. So, you know, if, whatever your interpretation is, I guess people have their own thing with it, but, you know, I'm always going to go back to the classic stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. In Friday 13th's case, I don't consider the Jason picture start until the second film, so. Yeah. Maybe. And if you're really going to be a tight ass about it, you could say part three. That's the first hockey. So you know, yeah, but but yeah, if you guys want to meet Tard Tard Farmer, he is at a local convenience store near you. He will pump your gas for you, and you can meet him. And I'll sell you some skull on cut. Yep, he'll 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 talk to you about his his Jason X picture that didn't make any money, but but yeah, it's I don't have a problem with the movie. It's never on anything either, you know. So it's it's it was fun to watch, but it's nice to when it comes on. It's funny. Yeah, it's not a serious film, but it's not as bad as like Alien Three. No, because Alien 3 was supposed to be serious. This one is like, this is not a serious Jason film. It's just a Jason film. So, Right. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, we have Max Cavalier of Soulfly yep. coming up next. Um, caught him on tour with Niall. And it was a lot of fun. He's a very cool dude. Um, very nice. He actually beautifully makes, uh, he paints the drum heads and he sells them on tour. So be sure to pick one of those up. It's very cool. Um was kind of blown away when he showed us that it was very neat that he it's like in the middle of that i think when we sat down yeah it was just it was neat and he sells them on tour so to 
help him out, pick up some shit. And uh, enjoy the interview, and thanks for listening, and stay fucking gory. Dr. Vincent West with the Phantasm Podcast with Corey Gorkreis. What's up? We're here today with one of our heroes. We're here with Max Cavalier. How you doing, man? Thank you. Good to be here, man. Awesome. It's a pleasure to have you here. Then uh, you're uh, touring with Nile right now. How's that going? Fantastic, man. It's a, it's a great package. You know, I think um, really interesting to the combination of the two bands. Um, we're so different, but it works really good because it's a it just makes for a great night of metal. You know, we both commemorate 20 years. Yeah, on the first of my record. Yeah. First of like came out in 98, Catacombs came out in 98, you know, awesome. so there's some history between us, you know, and that's not counting Sepultura and sure. Nailbomb and oh, yeah. all the other good the goodies, you know, but uh, uh, their tour is going great, man, you know, I love watching them every night, they're great guys, um, and we have local bands also, so... Um, yeah, man, I couldn't uh, be happier, man. We're playing a lot of old stuff, which is, I think, a lot of fans really like. A sure. lot of stuff from the first record. Awesome. Um, some uh, Dark Ages, Prophecy. You say all that Prophecy stuff, yeah. Yeah, cool. so, um, you know, it's kind of cool. We kind of, my son made an Instagram post at the beginning of the tour asking the fans what they wanted to hear, and there was a lot of stuff out of Prophecy, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff out of Dark Ages, and, and the early stuff. Right. So we kind of make a set based on that awesome it's going great that's awesome like a straight up fan set list basically pretty much it's it's like you know it's what the fans want to hear and uh, you know like uh, even though I love Archangel I thought Archangel was a great record Um, yeah I loved it it's um, unfortunately we're not playing off of Archangel Uh, not not as the yet we might uh, you know I like to add maybe Bethlehem's Blood later or yeah Titans or Sodomites, you know, but uh, it's a killer, yeah. For right now, it's just a lot of more older stuff, right? That's but good, that's awesome. Fans are, are loving it, and uh, we're having a great time. Got some primitive stuff in there, too, yeah. yeah, yeah. Back to the cool. primitive, yep. uh, Rise of the Fallen, you know, and then um, we added Fire and Pojada together, which yeah. is really cool, that's awesome, man. Um, and then, uh, yeah, man, so it's going great. We're very, very excited for tonight. It's going to be a great show. hope we can oh, do yeah. Mars, too, because we, yeah. we did Mars the other night, and it awesome. was great. We did flamenco guitar, you know. Cool. That's, um, that's, that's crazy. It's just a cool part of the show that's kind of, like, not right. Um, trashing. You know, it breaks down to, like, a like a part of the show that's really musical. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really kind of cool to watch, you know. Awesome. With the band, like, Nile, too, I mean, very music-oriented. Like, they're just crazy to, to listen to and watch, and... So it's cool to have Soulfly on there also. We're kind of we're trying to do know. some other stuff. Yeah, that's stuff. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And then you did you wrapped up a nail bomb tour like before this tour, correct? Yeah. And how how was that the reception of those? Oh, uh, it was good, man. It was underground as hell. You know, it was like yeah. really uh, small place, like a lot of Canadian shows. Yeah. Um, seventeen of them, I think, were Canada. You know, so right. we never been in Canada for that long, man. It was crazy. Um, like I, I joke, I say by the time we get out of here, we're all gonna be talking with a Canadian accent. You know? <laughs> uh, we were there for so long, <coughs> right? Uh, That's awesome. It, it was a great tour we had. Today's the day. Yeah. You know, and uh, the great guys. And uh, my, like I say, it was more underground. This is a sure. bit of bigger, like bigger venues. Right. Um, 
so yeah, we're just having fun. You know, we got the new record coming out in July, so oh, very excited amazing. for that. It's awesome, man. Congrats on that too. I mean, thank you. Nail bomb. It's awesome. Yeah. All right, Max. I, uh, last year we saw you with the uh, tour of Cavalier Conspiracy with Immolation. That was that was really cool. Yeah, Return to Roots uh, with Immolation Full of Hell. That was you know? really cool. Yeah. You yeah. Guys did a, it was pretty sick. The yeah, like I say, I love the the package that we're doing. You know, like this one is great. Um, Soulfly had a couple of really cool ones. You know, um, Battlecross, Suffocation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and then of course that one, Return to Roots with Immolation, Full of Health. It was amazing. You know, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, it just keeps it interesting and, and exciting for the fans. I think when you mix. And there's so many great bands out there, you know, that we can keep doing this package for a long sure, time, yeah, sure, you know. Yeah. Um, but I haven't even toured for Cavalier yet, so I think, I yeah. hope we can do some of that too, because there, there, a lot of people like the record. Like, Psychosis was, a yeah, lot of people like to, uh, yeah. enjoy it, you know, and we haven't had a chance to tour for that yet, so hopefully right. it's also coming in a future project. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to that, definitely. And go back in time here with you. Let's go back all the way back to the start. Uh, Talk about how Sepultura came about for you. Really was kind of my second band. Um, I had one band before that, um, Top of the Shock, um, like kind of combat troops, um, translated from Portuguese. Um, and that before we kind of even know how to play. Like Eagle was a good drummer, drummer already. You know, he always was a good drummer, but right. I couldn't play guitar for shit. <laughs> um, we had the name, you know. I, I right. named the band Sepultura out of Motorhead song um, "Dancing on Your Grave." You know, that's awesome. That's awesome. And um, yeah, little by little, we got we got um, we tried a couple of different lineups, and we settled with with Gyro on guitar, which was a really good guitar player at that time. Could play like Merciful Fate and shit like that, and um, we working and uh, saw working got a, a deal with Cogomelo and got to work on the first EP, Bachelor Devastation, that came out in '83, I think you know. Right. Um, and that's that's uh, we just never stopped since then. He just you know like dropped school. Told my mom, I don't want to go to school anymore. I'm just want to <laughs> play metal. That's play all I want to do. Play metal, that's right. But at that time, we we, we couldn't still still had to have jobs, you know. So sure. that's ass asshole factory job that we hated, <laughs> right. you know. We put all the uh, all the anger into the metal, you know. So it's that's why the early stuff is really angry, you know. <laughs> so well, the first video I ever saw growing up was uh, Inner Self, and I, I went out and bought it the next day, because yeah. I'd always see, watch Headbangers Ball on Saturday night, and then we go to the mall and buy cassettes and vinyl and stuff the next day, and, uh... Yeah, yeah. Inner Self was the first video we actually did, you oh, know, okay. like, the early records, uh, we didn't have money to make videos, you know, so it's, yeah, we only made, um, maybe, like, demos, you know, we did a demo for, um, From the Past Comes a Storm from Schizophrenia, with the wrong English was called the, the past reborn the storms which is like wrong English right. I didn't even know at the time um, and then um, Schizophrenia came out it was really the first record we kind of had a lot of input on, a, on the structure of the songs and stuff like that and then we had a break and then we got uh, got signed with Roadrunner and uh, the uh, first was a uh, um, 
the idea was, uh, was they were really kind of like sign a band from Brazil. They don't know what to do with it. So right. they, yeah, like we gotta get uh, a producer, you know. And um, uh, the first name that was Jeff Waters from Annihilator was supposed to produce beneath the remains, but right. for some reason he couldn't do it. And then Scott Burns came into the picture, which was, which was great because he was like Raya, the, you know, he wasn't like the the death metal producer yet, but yeah. he was on the verge of it, you know. Right. Um, so he had all the knowledge of double bass and, you know, just awesome. And so working with somebody. Understood. What the was other records, on, yeah. we didn't have anything like, nobody like that to, right. to help us. Um, and this time we had Scott, you know, so we did it in Brazil and it was great awesome. and uh, the Remains came out and a lot of people really like it you know That's sick. Um, I thought it was a pretty good record um, especially on the vocals and lyrics um, I think it was a big step forward in herself specifically oh, you know, yeah, it's, it's oh, a yeah. different kind of song um, nothing wrong with the earlier stuff I mean like Mobile Division is all great but we were really ripping off European black metal band at that time, just right. battery, you know, um, Hellhammer, you know, and then with stuff like Inner Self, it's more us like finding yeah. our own sound and our own way of uh, expressing ourselves, sure. you know. I've always wondered that. Uh, gave open the doors for. Ask you something right there about that period. We've talked about this a bunch on our podcast. I've been dying to ask you this my whole life. Do you consider because? I do, as a fan. I always felt like you guys rode the line between like death metal and, and uh, thrash because it felt more, you know, it was really yeah, nasty. Like your vocals that. and you know the the speed of it and everything. Yeah. It felt like. like I mean, so. do you feel like you did? I feel like you all were. I mean, riding that line with it. I mean, I always. Are they a death metal band? Are they a we thrash like, band? We like both. So I think we just combine both. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, you guys are a little too, you know, almost fast with thrash because I love heavy. I love all the all the death metal stuff that you know we're listening to you know Morbid Angel Death Obituary Deicide you know Sadus Possessed Dark Angel and then but we also like Nuclear Assault and <laughs> you know Old Testament and uh, you know Slayer and uh, Creator you know and I so we just let's just combine what we love play what we love so that's yeah, why it came brilliant. out like that you know and, but you know I think like if you go back in time really Morbid Visions is really um, black metal yeah. more black metal influence sure. you know like even what, what we were listening listening to a lot of battery at that yeah. time you know and when you jump to schizophrenia which Venom, I love it's just Venom. like it's completely different but it's, yeah. it's still you know slipper it became more technical you could do yeah. the riffs are a little bit more, more technical that's an amazing uh, I love that record but yeah, I always loved the the mix. And in fact, the, the last Cavalier record, Psychosis, is actually just that mix, death right. metal and trash metal. Sure. Um, which you put two together, I think is really great. Um, uh, I love listening to death metal, but sometimes uh, when you put a good trash metal on, like Power Trip, you know, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Right. Or Municipal Waste or something, you know, Toxic Holocaust, a good trash record. It's like... There's something there that's like really killer. Yeah, definitely. You know? um, and then, of course, you know, if you listen to suffocation or blood incantation, you know, that's always great death metal. You know. Yeah. Sure. We just decided to combine both, and uh, on the new soul flight, it actually goes one step further. It's 
I've been nicknaming kind of uh, tribal death trash because <laughs> okay. he's got he's got tribal <laughs> and he's got death metal and trash metal. You know, all in one. Yeah. <laughs> so like even more beyond <laughs> the the mix keeps going. You know? Right. So yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all good. It's all metal in the end of the day. Yeah. You know, like I, I just I'm a metal head. I love metal. I love listening to metal. Oh yeah. Um, playing metal is it's what we do it's our life you know? right yeah back to Beneath the Remains now did you all do any touring in the US on that tour what for that record yeah we did one little one with Peter Fear so it was like a huh. small band we were in a van with them and uh, very small venues um, maybe like for 200 people mm -hmm. uh, but yeah it was cool you know it was the first time in the US um we met the guys from Suffocation on that tour. <laughs> awesome. That's You know, it was cool. Uh, a shout out to Terrence. He's a Terrence remembers that. You know, he came. He, some, somehow there's a story that somebody at Roadrunner found out that he had a van and we needed somebody to pick us up from the airport and he ended up, he was the one they ended up doing. Terrence said that's right. Picking us up, you know, and uh, we ended up hanging out with them. It was great. You nice. Know. Um, yeah, you know, so it was cool. Um, I think uh, I like the older tours that came later, especially SOS, Sepultura, Obituary, Sadus. That was a awesome. awesome tour. That was oh, an yeah. awesome lineup. And then, of course, New Titles on the Block. You know, Sepultura, Sigurdreich, Fudgeton. I mean, Sick of It All, Napalm Death. That's awesome. And then we did Sepultura, Fudge Tunnel, Clutch, Fear Factory. <laughs> That's some funny. Uh, Those are all great. Packages. In Germany, you toured with Motorhead and Morbid Angel. Yes, uh, how Metal Christmas. That's amazing. It was a Christmas yeah. shows. Andreas broke his arm, so he couldn't go. So we had the oh, guy wow. from Chorus just play guitar. Huh. Um, it was great. You know, I love all those packages, man. You know, those those are. That's what we're trying to do more. I think we're trying. Um, right now, it's been down to only two, but I want to like maybe later bring more to be kind of more like New Titans on the Block and mix more. You know, maybe. Right. Yeah. Sure. Maybe with with hardcore and death metal on the mix. Yeah, I think be, that's a good, be, you know, um, really cool bridge for the newer kids too. To yeah, all types of that stuff. Different vibes, different variety, and everybody, right, yeah. you know, gets a great night of metal in yeah, the end. Uh, Arise! I remember I saw you several times. I saw you with Ozzy here. Yeah, you remember that over at the Coliseum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, on his No More Tours thing with Allison Chains. I saw you guys there, yeah. and then. Uh, I saw you also with uh, Ministry and Helmet at that the was Masquerade. Chaos, those chaos. Yeah, it was correct. Yeah, Chaos City. It was Chaos City. Yeah, 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 correct. And then I saw you with Pantera, Pantera on that tour as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the Arise tour was the longest tour we did. I think it was like sixteen months. That's our wow. favorite album. Oh yeah. Um, we went to Indonesia, Australia, Japan. Um, Russia, you know, for time in wow. Russia it was great. Uh, Indonesia was out of control, like thirty thousand people on each show, and like That's riots crazy. and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, burning buses outside the venue, man. You know, fucking it's a notorious tour for sure. Insanity, you know. Um, yeah, so I, I remember those Aussie shows. We, it, was, it was so hard to play those shows because nobody in the front liked us. In the <laughs> back, the people were having fun, you know. But I remember, like, all, like, you know, big biker dudes with just, like, Aussie shirt with a beer, right? <laughs> they weren't, they like, weren't like, looking at me like I'm from Mars, you know. 
Theta What's this guy doing? I'm like, all right. Yeah. right. <laughs> like, we're having fun. We're you know, doing like, it. You know, nowadays. You all killed it. Like, I'll never forget yeah. that. I mean, it was like... And I remember that not because Lang's leg was broke. He was on, like, crutches. Yeah. But you all slayed it, man. I mean, I remember we got there early and y'all were just fucking killing it. We just <laughs> do what we do, you know, yeah. um, no matter what. You know, I so. saw you all in here at this venue. Oh, okay. That would arise as well. And I don't know if that was before the Aussie show or after. Yeah. But that's know. the only time you all ever played in there under the Spalter moniker that I'm aware of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's It was great, man. You know, like, uh, all those uh, all those touring really built... Uh, just made us better and better to make better records. You know, the more you tour, the better you get. You know, that's absolutely. And it's still uh, true to today. You know, the more you tour, the better shape you get, yeah. sharper you get, more ideas you get. You know, uh, more creative you get. Uh, touring is fucking great, man. I love it. I love touring. You know, if I could just stay on tour, I would not even have a house. I would just leave. <laughs> I would just leave on the bus, man. You know? Right. I, yeah, that's I love amazing. it here so much. It's really know? cool, too, you know, because uh, I, I like traveling and stuff like that. And, you know, I know a lot of people that don't. They hate it. They get homesick. They do a lot of stuff. I get tour sick. I go home. Yeah. I want to go on tour. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> awesome. What am I doing here? There's right. nothing to do in this house. I want to go back on tour. Give me something to and do. And you just, you don't hear that too often, so that's really it's cool. It's more the opposite. He's like, yeah. You usually like hear people want to go home. I want to go home. Right. No. I want to stay on the road. That's awesome, man. And so we got a lot of touring this year, so I'm happy. Yeah? Yeah. We're looking forward to everything, man. Soulfly, it's going to be fucking sick. And, uh, yeah. Cavalera yeah. will definitely Hopefully come back out and see you guys do that. That'd be great, you know. So, yeah, I mean, like, um, I love a, a lot of the, the package that we did. Uh, and then we had a lot of breaks, which is, like, the thing that I never forget is the band that helped us, Ministry, mm-hmm. Pantera, Ozzy was great, man, you know. Um, like real friendly to me and my wife and Good. we went to his house for dinner and stuff which is awesome if, if you were to tell the teenage Max he's gonna go to Oz's house for dinner I would <laughs> shit my pants I would have said no way you're, you're full of shit you know but it happened man you know so it's uh, yeah a lot of dreams dreams do come true man it's crazy man you know it's just like you gotta believe on it and you know that's it's what's cool about metal like this life is like we pick the hard you know there's like the easy way which is like you know make a big record pop songs or whatever sure. you know and then there's the hard way which is like the way we went you know which is yeah. like a lot of work you know not not a lot of advertising, no TV, no radio, none of that shit. You got to build right. the fan base on your own type of shit, you know. Which today is different with the internet, you know. But uh, still, um, I, I believe in, in really in touring, like, live. Nothing comes compared to live experience. Right. And, you know, playing live is the best feeling, is, is where, it, where it's at. Oh, definitely, you know? definitely. That's what we we do what we do, you know. Definitely. To play the stuff live and get the reaction that we get, you know. So, um, yeah, all those records, came, you know, it was a lot of good touring for a lot of that, you know. Like I said, um, New Titans tour, then the Fudge Tunnel tour was great. And then Roots came out, we did a, a, we did a tour in, a, in Europe with um, uh, Fudge Tunnel, you know, which was like, end up later uh, at the time of KZD I ended up doing Nail Bomb right. you know 
uh, Paradise Lost. That was a big European awesome. tour. That's awesome. Um, the Roots tour was like five thousand to ten thousand people every night. Awesome. At that at that point, which was great. Uh, but I kind of like the smaller places better. Sure. I like places like this. Yeah, sure. To me, this I think my kind of music is best for this kind of. Yeah. You know, the festivals are great and all, and uh, those shows were really cool. But it's sometimes it's just your beat kind of loses right. something. You know? It's just more intimate to be in a club sure. yeah. or something. Yeah, like we club. saw uh, Megadeth here, and that was awesome. Yeah, Somebody I mean, like, 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 you, know, uh, like that, you, know. you don't get to see that every day, no, so, so right. that's got a, it's a special feeling. You Definitely, know? So, yeah. So I, I prefer this kind of yeah. stuff like more than anything else. I mean, sure. That's where you're closer to your fans, you can talk shit, and <laughs> yeah. hear them talk shit, you know. It's so. fun, yeah. You know, the, I'll tell you a funny story. <clears throat> Ozzy hasn't played here since you played with him with Typo Negative here in 96. He's, All right. he's, not, he's never moved. Okay. That was the last time. I just thought I'd tell you that it was over at Thompson Bowling Arena. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was the last time. Wow. That's it's wild. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think he doesn't like playing here because you know this was his last show with Randy was here. At the oh, college. really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. I mean, he didn't die, but this was the last show, and then you know he died in Florida. Yeah, the yeah. accident happened. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. So he don't play here. Huh. A lot of people don't know the yeah. And this venue, when you guys played back here back in like. It would have been '91. I think it would probably right when Arise came out. Because I'm thinking it was before you played here with Ozzy. I think the the first time with Alice in Chains and stuff. But that venue, Death's played in here and Venom and yeah. this is back in like '91, '92. A lot of a lot of good shows here. Man. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. And Slayer played here the first time in '98. Like they had never played. Yeah, here. we we were here with Crowbar. I think I remember. Yeah, last yeah, time. yeah. I think it was Crowbar. I think it was Crowbar, which was great. That's another great tour, you know. Oh yeah, it's so, awesome. So many good tours, man. You know, the, the shitty thing about that, uh, June eighth, this place is closing like for good. Oh really? They've gone through so many different owners and stuff, and they've kept the venue up, and it's been here for so long. The actual building, but I think they're it's changed hands a bunch. But I guess they're yeah they're turning. So the last show, or something. the last show here is going to be uh, Testament and Anthrax. So at least they closed with a pretty good one. Yeah, but. Um, not a lot of metal comes through here nowadays, but they've been getting some good stuff to finish it, I guess. So it's kind of sad, you know. It's been here for quite a while. Do, do you guys have older places to play? We always come out to Atlanta. Florida, so I've got yeah. stuff I can go to there. But, but when we meet up, we always go up to Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go to the Masquerade, Masquerade which I'm sure, yeah. last night. Yeah, yeah. We go to that place. Man, that thing. What do you think of the new Masquerade? Do you like it? Yeah, it's cool. I think you it's know? pretty neat. Yeah. I mean, it's not the same. You know, they say the old one. Funny story. Uh, Terrence and Derek were telling us from suffocation that that place was haunted. Like yeah. they were in there, yeah, telling us all this weird shit. Just the old masquerade was too. haunted too. I heard that too. Yeah, because the old masquerade it was been pretty there funny. Since like the 1800s. Yeah, I think they're they are they're it's like a tourist kind of place now. You can go and visit and yeah, do a little tour of it. Yeah, but we had fun. Man. We had a great show last night. Um, crowd every night with the tour. I just love playing with Niall, and we are. Hopefully we get do some jamming with them. That's what we we. It's, it's, the only thing about this tour that sucks we can do we get sound check, man. Like every day we can, I think we get late. Right. Yeah. And the shit takes forever to set up. Yeah. And sure. We don't get a sound. They don't get a sound check. So yeah. it's hard to like work on songs when you when yeah. you, when you don't sound check. Right. You know. But uh, eventually at some point we're gonna get it right and yeah. we're gonna do some jamming. Awesome. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Max Cavalera here. So fly. You listen to the Phantasm Podcast. Stay metal. Oi!